This is Free Talk Live. We're broadcasting live for the fourth and final time from this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2010 edition. We're here at Rogers Campground, as we were last year, and as we have been, uh, you and I, Mark, since Wednesday evening, broadcasting live this program. Uh, and, of course, as always, taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us. It is the live Saturday edition. We're still here to take your phone calls as we normally are, but things are a little bit different here uh, tonight on Free Talk Live. For those of you who are just our regular uh, Saturday listening audience, you perhaps don't receive the, uh, the this program on your local talk station during the week. You have no idea that we have been at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You don't know what the Porcupine Freedom Festival is. Mark, uh, and I mean Mark, uh, my co-host Mark, not Mark Stevens, who is joining us here, by the way. Let me introduce uh, Mark Stevens here from the No State Project, markstevens.net. That's Mark with a C. Markstevens.net is your website. People can go there to learn more about your book, Adventures in Legal Land, which I'm a big fan of, and uh, also read some of your articles, which I think are really eye-opening. Uh, I mean, even me coming in from a pro-liberty perspective into your material, it was an eye-opener for me in, in many ways, experiencing what you have to say. So, Mark, get right in there on that microphone and say hello. Well, thank you. I appreciate being on again, guys. And, and I want to thank you again, Ian, because you were the one that made this possible, you and, and Curtis. Uh, you were the one who mentioned it on the air, coming out to Porkfest. And if uh, you had not made that suggestion... I'd be listening at home. And you're here now, and it's great to have you here. So feel free to jump in here as we uh, we talk about Porkfest and what uh, what has been happening uh, up here. Mark, what is Porkfest? Well, it's uh, it's a gathering, and this year it is at its largest level yet. I've heard the number 1,000 tossed around. Um, it, I heard the campsite people were saying that, right? Yep, 1,000. And uh, people are here. They're partying. They're doing family events. They're talking about liberty. There's T-shirts and bumper stickers and all kinds of stuff. Uh, people are selling things, and it's, it's just a really great event. Event where people who understand the ideas of liberty can come and be around other people who do. Yeah, it happens once a year, and it's just a blast and an absolute privilege to be able to broadcast our show live every single night. And we've had so many interesting people on this program. Last night was uh, an amazing show with Stefan Molyneux uh, from freedomainradio.com here to debate atheism versus agnosticism uh, with Johnson. Very unusual uh, radio show. We did it, and our audience here loved it. So if you missed that, go to freetalklive.com. You can download the last several days' worth of the program there. In fact, all the way back to 2009, uh, but, completely free. But that was last night's show. Yeah, that was last night. Uh, and so tonight we're going to try to load up our third microphone with as many interesting folks here as possible to sneak in uh, the all the people that we haven't gotten to talk to yet uh, this weekend and at the same time do our best to uh, bring your phone calls into the mix as well. Uh, you don't have to call about Porkfest. You can, of course, as always, call about anything, 800 259 9231. But about Porkfest, you can go to porkfest2010.com to learn more about what it is that we're doing here and some of the things that you've missed, unfortunately, because, well, this is the last night. This is the final night of Porkfest. It goes, yes. there are a couple of things going on uh, tomorrow. I think Gary Johnson is going to be the closing speaker, the former governor of New Mexico. Indeed. And uh, let's see, just some minor stuff going on tomorrow morning, some church services. And I, I know that the atheists have a, have a gathering and, uh, and the Christians have a gathering. And so there's that stuff going on. And There's uh, this sort of non-denominational seekers gathering going on, too. Okay. And so really, really Sunday is kind of a, just a wrap-up day, folks packing up their campsites, that kind of thing. So 800-259-9231. If you missed it this year, go to porkfest2010.com, learn more about the event, and then get your plans together 
for next year. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll know soon when the dates are going to be for next year so people can start reserving their campsites. Because it's been an absolute blast, and a lot of people have come up here and just talked about how much fun they've had. Uh, in fact, uh, there were two carloads of guys that came from Orlando alone. I mean, people from all across the country, even from around the world, coming here to Lancaster, New Hampshire at Porkfest. So we're starting things out here. Mark Stevens is with us. The No State Project is the name of your radio program. You do it on a weekly basis, and unfortunately, technical difficulties prevented you from doing the show live. But you did bring some cameras, and you had some guests, and you recorded that. And that's going to go up, I suppose, at, at your website at markstevens.net. You're going to be talking to you talk to uh, Larkin Rose. Who else? Well, we had Larkin Rose. We had Stefan. Well, we wanted Stefan Molyneux, but we did that after. So we do have some footage with Stefan. We did a, kind of a, another roundtable mm-hmm. out in the rain. And uh, so we had uh, Jim Davies, who was a regular contributor to Strike the Root and LouRockwell.com. We had Alex Knight III uh, with the Center for a Stateless Society. And we had uh, your own P. Irie of the Motorhome Diaries. Air. It, it took me a few tries Air. Sorry. to get it right myself. <laughs> Pete Air, yeah, from, uh, from now, LibertyOnTour.com. They've uh, launched a brand-new website, and they're repainting Marv, uh, their mobile authority resistance vehicle. And, of course, we'll, again, talk to those guys off into the future. But, Mark, I mean, you're, you're here at uh, the Pork Fest for your first time. It's not your first time in New Hampshire. You've come to the Liberty Forum in the past, and you spoke there once. What, uh, what's your, uh, your experience so far been? I, this has been great, and, and I didn't have to run out real fast like I did when I was at the Liberty Forum uh, in Nashua last year. I, I think it's been great. Uh, I got to meet a lot of people. I mean, I finally met Larkin Rose. Uh, and Jim Davies came up from Vermont with uh, Alex and I, so it was great to meet everyone. And, and to be around people who understand that the initiation of force is wrong. And what's interesting is that so many people here are armed. Not only are they armed, there's a lot of real money <laughs> that's around, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's no incidents. Real money, I mean, silver. silver. Well, yeah. still, there's silver. Right, there's silver, and uh, not necessarily coin. You know, they have the, the bars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They can hear over there. And so, you know, the idea that you can have a thousand people together with a lot of real money and freely carrying yeah. firearms. Gun, guns on their hips. And, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's alcohol. You'd, you'd think that this would be a big shoot 'em up but mm-hmm. never has been an incident, not a single incident. Now, I, I, assume, I can't say that there won't be ever, but, you know, it. It's amazing. It amazes me. Well, there was one thing about there was one guy last year that everyone was calling the Fed, and uh, he's not here this year. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> that guy was kind of he was really doing some things that were questionable with his firearm last year, and some people took him aside and had words with him, and, and that stopped that behavior. But you know, there have only been some a few, big people. Yeah, there have only been a few questionable incidents over the years, and we don't even know who those people are, right? I mean, like I said, the guy's not even back. So maybe he really was the Fed. So um, the name of your radio show is the No State Project. Does that mean you want to get rid of all the state boundaries so that we're all one big, happy, um, uh, homogenous nation? Well, I think w- what I'm trying to do with it is convince people that there are no states already. Well, and, and convince me, Mark, even though I, I, I convince the listener who <laughs> is saying, what? I, there's clearly states. I live in the United States. Yeah, they give me tickets uh, all go, the time. Well, let, yeah, tell me how that's working out. I, it, it's very easy. It's, a, it's one of those things where it's, it's you, you know, prove a negative. And this is actually one of those things where you can prove it's demonstrably false. It's very easy. Uh, what a, a state is a body politic made of citizens. So the citizen, what's a citizen? A, is a member of the body politic owing a duty of allegiance in return for duty of protection. Well, the government's openly told us in thousands of court cases that there's no duty to protect anybody. Plus the fact that they... Yeah, but they're going to do it anyway because they care. Well, 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 They've got the military. Well, they're here to keep us safe. Well, well that's what they tell you. Right? Well, that's what they tell us. So uh, you can also show, though, Ian, that the fact that the support for it, for the government, is not, is not voluntary. So obviously no, no duty could be created if it's done by force. 
So if there's no duty of allegiance, and well, there's no duty of protection, there's no duty of allegiance because they're reciprocal, as the mm -hmm. Supreme Court says. So if there are no citizens because there's no relationship there, there's no body politic. If there's no body politic, there is no state, which means there is no government. So the people that you call themselves government are, you know, it, they're, they're just as deluded as the people who think that they are a government. And so if there are no states, there is no United States. Well, there's certainly buildings that these people work in, right? I mean, well, it's a building. <laughs> and there are people. And there are people. Well, look, like the state of New Hampshire did not, we can all agree, all rational people can agree, that there, uh, the state of New Hampshire did not exist on July 3rd, 1776. But the, there were people there and, well, obviously these beautiful hills and, and, and trees. So what changed from 7th, July 3rd to July 4th? Well, some guys wrote things on a piece of paper, and when it actually got out, eventually, you know, cause, you know, with the media back then, then a perception in people's minds changed. We're not a colony anymore. We're a, we're a state. But it was just something in their head. It was, and, and, so the, and that's all it's ever been. That's all it's ever been. It's like uh, what I mentioned in the book, it's a state of mind, if you want to look at it that way. It's demonstrably false. It's very easy. And one of the things that I do, of course, is going into court and using that information. So what we went through at the workshop yesterday, what we go through the workshop is the, the questions, and you ask, a, you know, you just ask, what well, is there evidence of a complaining party? Like you're in court, and the, the prosecutor says, well, I'm here to represent the state of New Hampshire. And you just ask him a question, as you would any attorney if he's claiming to represent a fiction. Well, is there evidence of a complaining party? And in all the experience that I've had in listeners and people bought the book, uh, no prosecutor has ever answered the question. And when the judge doesn't bail them out, uh, he usually withdraws the charges, or the judge throws it out for a failure to prosecute. People can learn more at markstevens.net. Well, can you stick with us, Mark, for a little bit? Yeah, I'd be happy 800 259 We're live from Porkfest 2010. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and we will, as always, take your phone calls about absolutely anything. Though we're here live at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, porkfest2010.com. That's pork with a C. To learn more about what's happening here, it's a really great time together with hundreds of other like-minded individuals, people hanging out, getting to know one another, uh, making new friendships, in many cases friendships that may last a lifetime as people uh, prepare and move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a great concept, bringing people of uh, like mind together all in the same geographic location. I've heard Mark, uh, Mark Stevens is with us that you're even considering a summer home up here because you're not really a winter kind of guy. I'm a Phoenix kind of guy. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, and again, and I'm serious if i was going to move back to the east coast and get summer play yeah absolutely it seems like a good way to split things because you got the freedoms phoenix guys down there and they're a pretty great activist group uh, in the phoenix area folks like uh, ernest hancock from uh, declare your independence and speaking of declaring independence that kind of takes me to where we're going next and i want to get to our phone calls here in a little bit uh but uh, i want to actually we're kind of in a rush time schedule here because there's a lot going on and sam dodson is uh is going to join us briefly on your microphone mark for just a moment here from obscuredtruth.com to tell us a little bit about what it is that uh that is going on here tonight i think that we might actually end up making history here uh on the airwaves this uh you know maybe down the line people will turn around and look back at this moment uh, as, a, as a real defining moment, uh, at least in theory, uh, because what we're talking about here is the, uh, the Shire Society declaring your independence from the coercive government and, uh, and, and essentially withdrawing yourself 
not physically, because we're still here in the geographic boundaries commonly known as the United States, but mentally setting yourself free and declaring your independence uh, verbally and, and, uh, and actually coming out and saying, I've had it with this uh, coercive government. I'm ready to do something about it. I'm ready to take a firm position in favor of uh, advancing to a voluntary society, peaceful evolution, moving forward without violence into the next great step, uh, the next great plateau for, uh, for mankind. And I think that this, w what we're doing here tonight is part of that. Sam, can you elaborate a little bit? Absolutely. You know, I think it's really about uh, acknowledging that uh, man has tried one form of government after another after another, and it just it it can work. I mean, it, it works. It functions. Society is able to run. But I think we've recognized that it's time we evolve past the need for uh, one group of people to, you know, force their will, force their ideas, force their solutions on everybody else by using coercion and violence. Absolutely. So we've put together something uh, at, uh, at the freekeen.com forums is where this kind of idea first generated. Because I always found that when I was out doing uh, my activism that sometimes the, uh, the people who were kind of inside the system would say things to me like, well, you're part of our society when I would perhaps complain about the fact that they steal money from me in order to, uh, you know, to force kids into their government indoctrination camps. You know, if I might complain about that, well, they would say things like, well, you voted for this. Well, no, I didn't. Well, you're part of our society, and you've got the social contract, and da-da-da-da-da. Not anymore. You know, all these imaginary uh, ideas, and no, no, I, I'm not part of your society. I don't want to be part of your society. Your society is a violent one, and societies are supposed to be voluntary associations of individuals. If you go and you look at the definition of, of uh, what society means, it's, it's supposed to be voluntary. So, uh, so I figured, well, we need to make it so we can answer really in, in, in the... To, to, to essentially break their viewpoint, uh, to be iconoclastic toward their viewpoint that we're part of their society. When they say something like, well, you're part of our society, we can say, no, because we're going to form our own society. We're going to form the voluntary society, and we're calling it the Shire Society. And eventually it's going to be open to anybody to, uh, to join right now, tonight, uh, the very genesis here of this. It's open to the people that are here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival who are going to sign our Shire Society Declaration. Tell yeah. us more about that. You know, you, you mentioned uh, sort of rejecting the idea of using violence, and I think there's, that's one aspect of it. And the other part is really um, understanding that it's a state of mind that's going to get us to evolve past where we are today. It's, it's really uh, making, starting to make personal choices that we're comfortable with that um, choose voluntary interactions over government force or government solutions and, uh, you know, we've come up with some words. I think we're going to read those here in a minute mm -hmm. to uh, just sort of explicitly state that as simply and as clearly as we can uh, in a way that just says voluntary interaction is the way to go. It's, it's you know, half a page. Anybody, I think, can read this, can it's understand it. It's easy to understand, it. yeah. It's not uh, geographically bound. It's just something that uh, people, a personal choice that people make. And uh, once they do, they... Uh, basically, by signing, they're affirming their commitment to a voluntary society to work towards that, to move towards that, to stay in that state of mind. Absolutely. It doesn't mean jumping 100% in the way and, you know, going and becoming a, a civilly disobedient non-cooperative and putting right. your house on the line and, you know, stopping paying property taxes. Burn all your papers. No, It, you it doesn't do mean that. doing that. It means that you've taken the, the mental step that's uh, and, you're, and you're now declaring that, that you are a free person and that you're going to do everything you can uh, within your life to live as free as you possibly can. 
I think that's what this means. I think so. And it also gives us our own piece of paper with signatures on it. <laughs> Finally, now we have our own, we'll have our own piece of paper here in minutes that we'll be able to point to and say, aha, see, ours is as legitimate as yours, and we aren't violent either. Wait, don't we have to have everyone here raise their hand and vote so we had, like, a bunch of people that voted for this? <laughs> well, raise every, your hand. Well, there's no majorities required here. It's a voluntary society. So anybody exactly. that, that reads this document... And as you say, we're going to read it on the air here shortly, and then there are pens here, and we've got some very nice calligraphy that's been done, and it's written, written up on big pieces of paper. And uh, Taryn Lupo is here from lclreport.com. He's shooting video of this, so I'm sure that video will be up. What do you say, Taryn, within uh, a few weeks? It's going to be up on your site? Sooner than that, three days, he says. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, so coming up here, we're going to actually read the Shire Society Declaration. People will uh, will begin signing it. The artist, the man who's done the, uh, the the actual work here, and he's volunteered to do this, by the way. This a lot is of beautiful. Work. Uh, I mean, the audience can see this. It's a beautiful document that uh, that he's put together. Uh, he's already got his signature on it, so his is the first. Uh, and so we're going to begin this process here in just a few moments. Our number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you're sitting quietly here absorbing this. Uh, well, you know, I, I kind of look at it all as kind of silly, right? Like, so you sign a piece of paper that Do says, you think they felt the same way in 1776? And, and that's where I'm coming up with. Like, this is an audacious piece of paper. It, it, it says things like, you know, we, we do not recognize uh, government's control over ourselves or anything like that. I don't know. You're going to read it here shortly. I, I read it uh, earlier today. But it was an audacious piece of paper when they signed the Declaration of Independence, too. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, I'm I'm, I'm torn basically. It, I'm somewhere between silly and and um, uh, you know awe. Now, Mark, is it silly because it doesn't uh, actually? Is it isn't it, it, it? Blah. It isn't backed up by some army that's ready to attack the existing government that's in place. That has it, it's a system that worked at one point, right? Well, that, that's not the way we, we're going to evolve and move past the need to uh, I don't use violence to solve problems. Right. If we want to get away from a violent society which is where we're at today, uh, then we have to embrace peace for ourselves and, uh, and enact peace in our lives. And that way, um, because if you want to get to a peaceful society, you can't get there through violence. Mm -hmm. Overthrowing another a gang of criminals is not going to get us any closer to peace. It will just inevitably get us another gang of criminals lording over our lives here. So, uh, with that in mind, we don't have enough time to read it in this segment of the uh, the program. Coming up, we're going to share that. Sam, thank you for uh, for sitting in here. Thank you. I hope that you'll be one of the first to put your signatures on the document. I know you've got to go down to uh, to do some uh, some film work. I'll here. go do that right now at Porkfest. Sam, going to be one of the initial signers here of the Shire Society Declaration. You've already read it, so you're comfortable with it. We're going to read it for the rest of you here in the audience uh, and those of you out there. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Going to make some history here uh, as Sam puts pen to paper. And then others will likely follow uh, here in moments. We'll continue the, uh, the discussion, the coverage here in moments. Also, Larkin Rowe is going to join us. We'll get his thoughts, uh, thoughts on all this that is transpiring in front of him. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2010 edition, live at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire, across from an incredible vista of uh, the White Mountains that is just absolutely stunning, uh, amazing to behold, and it's great to be here. But it's better to be here surrounded uh, in this beautiful place, surrounded by beautiful people, people who love freedom, people who understand what liberty means, people who are not only 
in love with the idea and understanding of the idea, but are also willing to take action and uh, and do something because the liberty movement for the longest time has been filled full of people who, well, you know, they'll meet up once a week or once a month and they'll chit-chat at their uh, Ron Paul meetup or their Libertarian Party meetup and they'll talk about freedom and they'll bitch and complain about all the problems that government is causing them in their lives. And, you know, that's fine. And that's where I started. And then I heard about the Free State Project. And I realized that uh, what I was doing down in Sarasota, Florida, was not having a, a, uh, the effect that I wanted it to have. I didn't see freedom uh, growing. I saw it retre uh, retreating, and I figured getting together with other like-minded people made sense. And so I made the move almost four years ago now. It's uh, three and a half years uh, back in uh, 2006 as part of the Free State Project. Mark, you came with me, and uh, a whole bunch of other people have come up, too, hundreds of people. As a matter of fact, one of those folks is here with us. Larkin Rose is joining us here, and uh, thank you, by the way, to Mark Stevens for coming on the show tonight and being one of the first signers of the Shire Society Declaration. Mark Stevens from uh, the No State Project, thank you again for uh, for being here. Larkin, uh, you, your website, LarkinRose.com? Yep, that's it. And what what will people find there, by the way? Well, there are, I have a few books out, but there are also uh, lots and lots of shorter rants, um, as I refer to them, of just a page or two that they can find for free. Um, and I, I actually think it's good for people new to these ideas to sort of get it in small doses, let it rattle around inside their heads. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's lots there to keep people busy as long or as short as they want to read. Good stuff. And also you're even putting out occasionally YouTube videos, which are also pretty, uh, pretty great. So people can see those too there? Yep. Uh, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Larkin Rose. There'll be a couple more new ones there soon. You are one of the doers. You were one of the people who uh, put your freedom uh, where your mouth was. And you took a couple years in federal prison, as I understand it, uh, as a result of your beliefs. You, uh, you are a tax freedom advocate, amongst other uh, things. That's uh, kind of what, where you made your name, if you will, within the movement. And uh, I, 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 you're an ins inspiration to me. I haven't been paying the federal gang since 2004 myself. Uh, and so thank you, by the way, for leading the way on that. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I'm sure a number of people in our audience also appreciate that, uh, that leadership. Well, Come on, man. The guy went to federal prison for two years. Only one. Only one year. One year. Okay. Fifteen Whatever. months was the sentence. It was a year. More than anyone should ever have to uh, sit in, uh, sit in a, a prison cell. Well, they gave me free room and board, so I wrote two books they don't like. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't changed your mind either. It didn't, uh, it didn't take it out of you, I, did it? I'm not corrected. Let's put it that right. way. The penitentiary didn't make you feel penitent. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Correctional <laughs> institution didn't correct me. And... So I'm glad to have you here on the show tonight. The last segment we wrapped out with talking about the Shire Society Declaration, and you were one of the first signers of the Shire Society Declaration. Uh, what, you read it, obviously, before you put your name on it. Uh, what, what did you see there? Did you, obviously, you liked it enough to, uh, to sign your name to it. What do, what do you think about this? It's a, a great, very succinct description of basically what it is to be a human being. And, and I really think that the animal species homo sapiens is just getting around to beginning to be human beings mm. and that the 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 authoritarian do what you're told don't think about it forget your free will forget your individual judgment is sort of a leftover we're just starting to become human and i think the the declaration is a great synopsis of here's what human beings should actually be something better than just violent pack animals something better than well, we have our chief, and he clubs you over the head and makes you do what we want. Something a notch above the uh, you know, great apes or something right. like that. Right. Uh, basically something human instead yeah. of something stupid and violent and animalistic. 
So I'm going to share the text of this declaration for our audience out there listening. Sure. Uh, we've, uh, it's over at ShireSociety.com. That's where people can go to visit the forum where this document was created. It's been refined several times since its original uh, creation. And uh, so here it is, Shire Society Declaration. This is what people are currently signing right now. The, full, the first sheet is full of names, by the way. I don't know how many people have signed. It's been very busy over there. There's a whole second sheet, by the way. Like a giant get well card. Yep, everybody's got their Shire Society buttons that they got uh, as, a, as a result. And, and down the line, we'll post all of this as a PDF, and people will be able to see the signatures and see everything online. It'll be really cool. So we're how working many, on that. How many signatures does Declaration of Independence have? Or, Good or, question. Yeah. Look into that, it, and uh, we'll it, talk I, about I'm it. Certain we've eclipsed that at this I point. I think we already have. That makes us yeah. more legitimate, right? <laughs> by we, uh, by we, I mean you. Right, you haven't signed yet, Mark. I'm not going to sign. Oh, that's too bad. Well, anyway, uh, well, you'll have to tell me about what you disagree with uh, in this document. I don't disagree with any of it. Oh, all right, good. Well, Shire's to see just cowardly then. Uh, we the underside. My, my handlers at the uh, FBI told me not to sign on. We the undersigned witnesses to the lesson of history that no form of political governance may be relied upon to secure the individual rights of life, liberty, or property. Now, therefore, establish and provide certain fundamental precepts measuring our conduct toward one another and toward others. First, each individual is the exclusive proprietor of his or her own existence and all products thereof, holding no obligations except those created by consent. Second, no individual or association of individuals, however constituted, has the right to initiate force against any other individual. Third, each individual has the inalienable right of self-defense against the initiation of force. Fourth, explicit voluntary association is the only means by which binding obligations may be created and claims based on association or relationships to which any party did not consent are empty and invalid. Fifth, rights are neither collective nor additive in character, and no group can possess rights in excess of those belonging to its individual members. We hereby declare our commitment to peace, individual sovereignty, and independence, and join the Shire Society. And that's where the signatures go. So it's been done. It's happened. The, the Shire Society has uh, has been created, and it happened here uh, live on the air. And uh, Larkin, yeah, there were there were uh, signatures, there were hugs, there the, were tears. The signatures continue. Lots of photographs were taken. We're going to actually move this document down to where the the party's going on. There's the soapbox idol happening. I think here in moment. I think it's actually happening now. Uh, so one of the big biggest, most popular events of last year is is recurring, where activists will be given the opportunity to grab a microphone in front of a big crowd of people, get up on stage and rant about something for uh, for three minutes. So I'm hoping you'll go down there, Larkin, because you're good at that. Sure. Uh, and and there's some sort of a prize. Uh, I don't know if it's just bragging. I think it might just be bragging rights. But uh, you know, there there is a winner who will be chosen. Our very own Gardner Goldsmith is down there right now. He came out here on crutches uh, to be out here at uh, at the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. So make sure you go down, see Guard, say hi to him, and uh, let him know that uh, you're glad that he's here. Uh, so uh, let, let's see. What else can we say about this? I mean, it's happening. The Shire Society. Oh, one thing that's important about this: there aren't any uh, geographical boundaries here to this uh, this here society. The Shire Society is a is a concept, just like a government is a concept. Uh, it's an idea, and so you don't and have it does, to. It, it does draw up the question: Why does a government have to rule a particular 
uh, geo geopolitical landmass. I mean, why why is that? It's a, I think it's a gentleman's it's agreement. A, it's a holdover from the feudal system. Um, instead of a king, now we have you know a bunch of people that, that vote on stuff, and then they place new you know sort of semi kings and and lords in place, and and they decide what the rules are. And at this point, after two hundred and thirty five years or whatever, they piled so many laws, rules, ordinances, executive orders, and everything on our heads that uh, that, that the average person couldn't read all the laws in four lifetimes. Go ahead, Larkin. Yeah, it's it's so much a turf war, and now it's down to which master's plantation do you want to be on, and that's just not good enough. And when people say, well, if you don't like this one, go over to that one, there really <laughs> ought to be a human option. Like, maybe we shouldn't be on a plantation at all. Well, wait, don't, don't you want to just become the master and change all the rules and set the slaves free from within the system? Oddly, no, I don't want to be the master. <laughs> Me neither, and that's part of what the Shire Society uh, Declaration is all about. Uh, so, Larkin, is this your first pork fest? Um, is it? I think I've been to one. I've been to a couple things up in You've New Hampshire. You've been to Burning Pork. I, I, I know you went to Burning Pork, which is like a, a yeah, similar but small, of, much smaller yeah, that's event. Why I'm confused. But have you, you've never been to uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Before. No, I, although I do have property up here, which makes a good excuse to... Uh, Sneak up here to this thing. Any excuse you can get to come up here. You are a Free State Project participant, as yep. I understand yep. it. Yep. So you'll be uh, theoretically making the move at some point in the, the future. I don't know when, but yes. Hope He's to see you. I've made years. the move several times every time yeah. it comes to the property. Well, I hope <laughs> yeah, to see you. Have you been having fun this weekend? Is this great Absolutely. or what? Absolutely. It's great. Are these the most awesome people in the world? Absolutely. If this was the whole world, we're finished. <laughs> <laughs> Larkin, I want to thank you for uh, for coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate you thank being you. on Free Talk Live. LarkinRose.com. Go get more of him. And we'll take your calls coming up next. This is Free Talk Live at 800 this is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here to take your phone calls about anything, as we always do, but things are a little different on the air tonight because we're live, which is pretty unusual. We only really leave the studio a couple times a year, once for the Liberty Forum, which happens in uh, the wintertime, and then once for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which happens here during the summer, uh, both in New Hampshire and both part of the Free State Project in order to encourage other people to come up here. Dale is with us. He normally joins us in the studio as our third uh, host on Friday nights, uh, also the host of our Sunday show occasionally on uh, our, our Internet-only Sunday show. Dale, uh, welcome back on Free Talk Live. The now notorious Sunday show. Well, the, the once notorious. Good job for getting it out so there. One time Sunday show, the rest it will not be like that. So, <laughs> uh, so Dale, uh, you're here at the Pork Fest. This is certainly not your first one. What are you on, three now? This is my fourth Pork Your fourth Fest. one, okay. Okay, and uh, you're one of those people that actually came up here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. You kind of wanted to check things out, and Porkfest was a pretty big motivator for you. Absolutely. I, my first night, it was a Monday night. I'd come early because uh, there's the unofficial Porkfest that starts kind of early in the week, even a few people showing up the Sunday before, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people on Monday before. And I'd showed up Monday night, went out to dinner with people, and decided that night I was going to move. Because of the people, because they're just... Yeah, Wonderful. I mean, they were telling me what New Hampshire was like, what the other people that had already moved here were like, what their plans were, and the things they were thinking about. And I ended up moving. One of the people that I had dinner with that night moved like four days later than I did. Yeah, it's great when uh, people just come later. here and stay uh, after the pork fest. Let's go. Let's go. To the, we're going to go to the phones here in just a moment. I want to make sure I tell you about MemoryDealers.com. Uh, they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer 
customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. 800-259-9231 is the number. We go to your phone calls and the fun. People have been waiting patiently as we made history here on the air with the signing of the Shire Society Declaration. Dale, uh, did you have a chance yet to, uh, to put your signature uh, on I think I'm going to sign as soon as I get off the air. Fantastic. Uh, so let's go to the phones and the fun. Talk to Mike listening to WFLA in Florida. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a good show. Uh, the Shire Society Declaration is very interesting. It seems like thank it you. has a lot of uh, Randian objectivism in it, which is good. Um, uh, I, I'm not an objectivist, and I don't know if the people that were, I don't think the people that worked on this document uh, are either. I, the, the objectivist thing is kind of weird to me. It's kind of cult of personality-like, and uh, certainly it has nothing to do explicitly with Ayn Rand. I understood. I, I understand that, but you can see some of the uh, parallels there. Agreed. My, my, my question to the host and uh, the guest would be, what is the tipping point? What is the tipping point between where we are now and armed revolution? Dale, do you want to feel that one? I, I actually think that we are doing what we're doing now in order to not get to that, because I think it's going to – what's going to happen is if, if we have an armed revolution to try to achieve liberty, we're going to have a – we're going we're gonna to use violence to solve the problem. We're going to get more violence. I think it's going to be, you know, we, we might get a smaller government for a little while, and then the ball will be rolling again towards a gigantic, uh, intrusive government again. It's, it's, it's what uh, Ian often refers to it as revolution, when what we really want is evolution. We want to we go in one direction. We don't want to turn around and do it the same thing over again. Yeah, that's why I signed what, uh, the... Go ahead. But, but what if the government uh, will not... Um, shall we say, acquiesce to the people's will. And the people's will, obviously, if you're looking at 60% and 70% uh, polls, I know they're polls, uh, regarding the health care thing and everything else, uh, the banking takeover, GM takeover, G takeover, et cetera, et cetera, at what point will that tipping point happen if they don't pay attention to the will of the people? That's sort of a delusion that you're having. The government is the people. The government, I mean, people are acting as cogs in this big machine, and we need to stop acting as cogs and start acting like wrenches. And that doesn't take being violent. It just takes not obeying anymore. And then all of a sudden, the machine, the machine will fall to pieces if, if just a whole bunch of individual cogs just stop moving Absolutely. in response to it. The, the government that, system the, – the, hold on a second, Mike. The government system – it is absolutely critical to its survival that people go along with their demands. And as long as 99% of people are complying with what the government people are demanding of them, nothing will ever change. But as more people, as Dale suggesting here, uh, begin non-cooperating and stop uh, obeying their nonsense orders and their silly uh, man laws and statutes and ordinances and all of that and start living their lives as, as free people now, there's nothing they'll be able to do about that because their government requires your, at some point, your participation. And as people withdraw participation, their power will, uh, will wither away. Under, understood, and that makes a lot of sense. Does that mean that we stop paying the federal withholding taxes? Does that mean yes. that we? Oh, okay. And yeah, absolutely. That, 
you start doing what you're comfortable with, and then you you, you will likely find your boundaries expanding, and as far as what you're comfortable with, right? And as also, more people do that, then it'll encourage other people and, and enable them to start resisting. One of the things that is most effective at ex- expanding one's comfort zone, as far as how far they're willing to take the ideas of freedom and their actions uh, in relation to them, is to come to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. If you love liberty and you believe that in order to be free, you have to uh, you understand that you have to allow others to also have freedom, even that weird guy that lives down the street. Uh, that creeps you out. You know, you have to let everybody be free in order for you yourself uh, to have freedom. So if you get that and you understand that uh, freedom means that you should be able to live your life how you want as long as you don't harm others, you're a good candidate uh, for looking at the Free State Project and then getting together with others because when you're close by with others who believe as you do, with others who understand what freedom is, all kinds of neat things become possible that heretofore have been impossible because you just didn't have the support network before. What we've seen here in New Hampshire has been a continued expansion of courage on the part of the activists. People are, are dipping their toes into the world of non-cooperation, and they're, they're beginning to say no. Yeah, Mike, um, this, the idea of an armed revolution against the government, you know, it isn't 1776 anymore. And I'm not saying that it's, it's not possible, but I'm, I'm just saying that the, the weaponry that they have is... Uh, is is so much more effective than it used to be, and I don't, you know, if you, they are the the monopoly uh, use, the the organization that has the monopoly privilege on the use of force, and they are very, very good at it, and they will, um, you know, blow you and your family to little bitty pieces if you try sure. to do something violent yeah. against them. Right. Well, so I like, then they I will like publish- the other answer. I like the other answer. It was very good, and I understand. Uh, but at the same time. Uh, there is a point whereby the, even though you're right regarding the government and its uh, overwhelming military force, there is a point whereby, you know, 80, 90, 100 million people, just like a third of the colonists were for the crown, a third of the colonists were neutral, but a third of the colonists also rebelled. So it is possible. Thank you, Mike, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Dale. You want to I was going to add that they would also, after they're done blowing you and your family to bits, they would spin it so that that they were protecting everyone from you. Right, you're that crazy. You were the bad guy. Yeah, some crazy, violent bad guy, and they were, they're protecting them from you, and then the government would, their legitimacy would likely grow. Right, I can't take a look, say take a look sure. at the, the Ruby Ridge situation where you had a guy who sawed the end off of a shotgun uh, that a federal agent sort of entrapped him um, into doing, you know, say, hey, you know, I'll buy a shot off shotgun for me if you saw it off for me. So he did. And that, he killed, member, they killed members of his family over it, and they spun it like it was some kind of weird cultish uh, you know a group out in the mountains it was a guy who sold a gun yeah exactly and the reason why i signed one of the reasons why i signed the shire society declaration here tonight uh was because i'm dedicated to peace uh it says they're right in the the last line of the declaration it's uh, you know that uh, that we're dedicated to peace and in that uh, if we want to have a truly peaceful world, we have to use peaceful means to get there. And I understand that goes against what people have been taught. You know, they've been taught, well, the way things have always been is that when you don't like the government, you try to change it. And if you can't change it, then you have to kill them. Yep. Uh, and that's just kind of been the history of, uh, of, of government. And, and once you kill enough of them, then you're in charge and you get to subjugate the rest of the people under whatever uh, form of government that you decide to institute. And hopefully it's a better one than the previous one, but there's no guarantee of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, the, the fact is, in war, the best killer is the one who ends up in charge at the end. A, a, small, a slightly smaller government isn't worth fighting for. Let's talk to Vincent in Tampa. Vincent, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. How are you? Vincent. 
Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, it was along the lines of the questioning that a uh, previous caller had. I feel that just like every tyrant throughout history, whether it was Caesar or Stalin or Genghis Khan, that might equals right, no matter what you think or say or do or how peaceful you are in the end, military power uh, is going to encircle you and consume you. The only didn't work with Gandhi. It, it didn't work with Gandhi. They circled him, but they uh, Gandhi won. He was entirely peaceful in that. We can continue this discussion. If you want to hang on through the news, Vincent, you are welcome to do so. Uh, violence, uh, the topic of discussion here. Revolution versus evolution. Violent revolution versus peaceful evolution. It's a no-brainer for me. And I used to be that violent type. I've moved away from that. And we'll talk about that transition here in a little bit and talk to you as well. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program here live from the 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, Rogers Campground, uh, right next to the White Mountains. An incredible view for those of you that haven't had the chance to come up here. Oh, man, you are missing out. This has been an absolute blast this weekend. Uh, Mark is with me, as always, here on this uh, live Saturday edition. That's right. And also Dale is here as well. Dale uh, normally appears on our Friday show, but uh, you came in, so we are always happy to have you on, Dale. Uh, you actually had something on the itinerary today. Uh, you've uh, been working on uh, your own movie. You're, you're a film. You're com- com- becoming a filmmaker. Right. I, uh, I got in, and I think it was I was inspired really by the Chartarum guys. I got to be in, involved in that project, and it was so much fun. And I compared that and uh, and the, some of the talents that we have in in the Free State Project, and thought this is cr- wasted talent if we don't do something. With so this. today you actually had a script, and there was a script reading, and we can talk more about some of the the fun stuff that's been happening here at Porkfest. But Vincent is still on the line with us, I believe. Vincent in Tampa, are you back with us? Yes, I am. All right, now let's recap basically what you were saying earlier because we were short on time. It was the end of the hour, and we've got a whole bunch of new people that have tuned in here for the second hour. So uh, will you go ahead and recap your uh, your thoughts? Basically, my thought is that throughout history, every evil tyrant that has put himself, whether by hook or crook or murder or whatever it took, was a maniacal. That's pretty much how it goes. And whether it was Stalin or Genghis Khan or the Caesars, they are not going to go peacefully. They are maniacal, psychotic type, sociopathic personalities that no matter how peaceful you are, Push is going to come to shove, whether it was the movie Braveheart or Rob Roy or whatever person is willing to throw themselves down as a martyr if the time wasn't right for enough people fast enough to make their move. They are going to encircle you and take you out either one by one or mow you down with whatever technology they have at their hands. What are they waiting for? Here we are. We're all here at Porcupine Freedom Festival. (laughs) There's a thousand. Well, I wish there's a thousand I movers. Too, I wish you luck. And, well, that's just that they, they, Genghis Khan didn't take down people all by himself, right? He he got into people's heads and got them to follow him and obey him, right? And that's yeah. how he had amassed these armies to control people. So there's a there's a mind messing with thing going on that we need to counter, and that's what we're trying to do. 
Not to mention, Genghis Khan didn't didn't Genghis Khan didn't kill his neighbors um, and friends. He killed uh, people far away, and you know took the loot and the glory back to the the homeland. Um, if you're starting, what what we're doing here is we are you know, Americans who are saying, you know, government has it's it that's enough. I've had it. Uh, I don't think there's it's it's so broken that we've we've had it, and we're we're checking out. This so, is an international movement. I'd like to point out the Free State Project has uh, participants in countries around the world who are all coming to New Hampshire. How a, many? How many? A, what percentage are Americans? A good, a great majority. Nine begins, just with, a, begins with a nine. Just okay. making it clear. There's a family that comes out from Ireland. I've seen at three of the last four port fests that I've. I've been there's at. a German family here uh, uh, today. Or Scot- uh, Scotland. Right. No, anyway. no <laughs> doubt that that is a correct statement. However, um, this, I mean, it's it's largely um, American. So. It's different rolling tanks into the streets of Manchester, New Hampshire, and boom, blowing up houses and, and uh, sending in uh, uh, stormtroopers and gassing people and things like that. That's just, that's not going to play well in the news. America has, concentration camps. The United States of America hasn't won a war since World War II, and basically the reason is cameras. Um, it's, it's the press, because Americans can't handle stinking bodies with their guts blown all over the place and that's what the that's what they're going to get shown that's what war is and we've got a lot of cameras here these tyrants are just going to walk away after they've maniacally whether the luciferian no, or whatever no they're going to you think they're just no gonna they're going to lose their power talk them out of this no, they're gonna we're, they're gonna lose their power. It's, it's, it's they're they're manipulating a lot of people. The of thing is, a lot of citizens are under the impression that the government is serving them, and and that's a convenient thing to convince them of when in fact they're being exploited. And a lot of it is just when they realize they're being exploited, and that it's not serving them. Then I think that's the chance to start turning it around because we are all making it happen. We are all part of the machine that's keeping government going. Vincent, let me answer that question here. Uh, are they going to walk away? No, of course not. The people who are in the positions of power like it there. They like the money that they get. Uh, they, 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 can, they like the fact that they can essentially you know, uh, pamper themselves with other people's hard-earned money and they aren't just going to let that go and they're not going to be, most of them are not going to be convinced into uh, joining the voluntary society. Exactly. However, we don't have to convince them because we can just stop going along with their demands. As soon as you stop obeying what they say, they lose their power. As soon as you lose your fear of, going, of being locked in a jail cell, they don't have that, uh, that level of mental uh, grip over you anymore. Well, you've you've freed your mind. Agree with you. They've already locked up over a million people in this country just on small crimes, nonviolent. Sure. Mostly. That's and they continue to. Free or 4 million other on community Right, and they continue to, and 90-plus percent, 98% of those people that have been locked up, the 1.5 million people that are arrested every year just in the war on drugs alone, uh, 98% of those people took a plea bargain. And so this is the, the point I want to make. That is that if you don't go along with their plan and what they want from you, it throws a wrench. You used that term earlier, Dale. It throws a wrench into their system, and it makes it very difficult uh, for them to obtain what they're looking for. They want to obtain compliance. They want to obtain obedience, and they want to obtain as much of your cash as they possibly can. If you don't obey and you don't comply and you don't pay, then what do they have? Well, this is what they have. They have masers, microwave weapons, sound cannons. They have high tech. So I guess you should just don't. And, yeah. So so you're scared. To neutralize that, we're not going to have a prayer in Haiti. What's what's uh, your plan, dude? 
Go ahead. Let, let's hear your uh, your grand plan for violent overthrow of uh, the government, which, of course, I have no interest so in. Whatever it is. But what is your plan? I'm part Irish. I don't have a I have a two pronged plan like the IRA. You have Sinn Fein, the political wing that you're going to talk like they're going to talk. And you're going to have the military wing just like they're going to kill you. But you better have plan B, my friend, because sooner or later, push is So wait, you have no plan? I'm sorry, I'm confused. And you, are all you your saying... good intentions are going to leave you and all your pals there blood in the street. That's what it's going to Oh, I'm so scared. No, the fe- no, I'm sorry. He's you're saying we you're better living have... in a delusional world. If you think that the United States federal government is going to come in here and shoot a bunch of people who are not being violent, and, and that's just not going to happen. You said we better have a plan B, and you, just, that was, you were just asked for your plan. And, and you said you don't have it. What about that? You said you don't have a plan, and you said we better have a Kent plan. Kent State B. caused a re- no. revolution, my friend. It changed the way America thought. Uh, yeah, uh, half a dozen college students took a bullet, but it changed America. It radicalized a generation. And I agree, but that's what it's going to take. I'm sorry, and I wish it wasn't. We are that violent pack animals, and Look, even man, if we're hey, not, if we are you. The people the at Kent State if I take, If I take a bullet... In order to make America free, I'll take the bullet. Well, look, you know, the, what I'm hearing from done. you, Vincent, is a lot of fear. I'm hearing a lot of fear about how, well, we well, can't listen, just brother, disobey. Oh, hold on, Vincent. Florida, what I'm hearing you from you is we... the same tyrannical psychopaths in Florida that I want to get the heck out from under. I've lived it for years. People have no idea how bad Florida is with Jeb Bush. It was Hitler Jr. So what are you willing to do about it, Vincent? What are you willing to do about it? Here. Where are you going? Well, I might just come up there where y'all are, at least y'all. Great. Please don't bring any violent ideas up with you because you will not find people agreeing. Vincent, you will not find people agreeing with violence uh, as a solution up here, so I hope that uh, that you can get over that. I'm just saying they aren't going to let you have the option is my point, my friend. I don't. Oh, they already are. No, no, you don't understand. You don't know what's going on here. We're already winning. We're refusing to obey. We're not paying their fines, and there's nothing that they can do about it. Uh, We've got, we had 12 people arrested at the jail. No, no, we don't need you to wish us luck. It's already happening, dude. We've got people downtown Keene, New Hampshire, every single day at 4.20 in the afternoon smoking cannabis in town square, and the cops do absolutely nothing about it. Yes, they did crack down initially. Yes, they did arrest people initially, but now they know that nothing, they can't do it because when they arrest people, 50 more people show up at their police station and smoke pot inside the police station. So non-cooperation, civil disobedience, peace. I thank you, Vincent, and I appreciate hearing from you. Good luck getting out of Florida. I felt exactly, exactly like Vincent did when I lived in Florida. And there's more tyrannical states in Florida. Florida is by no means the, the empire state, as it were. Um, there, there, there are far worse <laughs> uh, states out there. But I felt exactly the same way. Once you get up here and you see hope, you see the, the, the change that's occurring, the, the, those ideas, they fritter away. But they might roll in tanks. They might. And if they roll in tanks, boy, did I have a fun time until that point. Man, is this the most fun I've ever had in my whole life. Freestateproject.org. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. Is it fun for you paying taxes and obeying every little regulation? This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. We are here to take your phone calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And the proprietor of SACL CAI here in our studio audience tonight, he's brought out free alcohol for y'all in the audience, by the way, uh, just so you know, courtesy of SACL CAI and Think Twice News. 
so we're going to continue here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening at uh, Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. It's an incredible event that started Thursday officially, but actually began many days before that. Some people showing up as early as Sunday and Monday and just kind of ramping up as the week went on. More people showing up day after day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just getting more popular. Uh, the campground reporting over a 1,000 people here this weekend, which is absolutely fantastic. It's a record-setting event uh, from all aspects. More vendors than ever. People selling food that is just has been delicious. So delicious that people have uh, essentially sold these folks out. If you go out now looking for a gyro uh, or looking for uh, something from Savannah Last Biscuit, you are SOL because uh, they... They were ravaged uh, by the uh, the crowds here this weekend. That's accurate. By the way, tonight it's Ian here. And Mark. And uh, joining us on the third mic, our uh, occasional co-host, Puke. Hey, how's it going out there in Radio Land? Hey, glad to have you back on the show, Puke. We're just going to continue taking phone calls here because that's what we do. It is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition. But first, I want to tell you about HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you, you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.com host you. If you use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in free talk live, and sign up at HostGator.com, you'll get your first month completely free. That's uh, coupon code FTL at HostGator.com. All right, let's continue with the phone calls here and talk to John listening to KMED in Oregon. John, you're on free talk live. Yeah, hi. Hey, I you're live in here. Oregon. Yeah, yes, I live in Oregon and this state has so-called uh, medical marijuana laws that help people with that have that need mm-hmm. i'd like to separate something out though there seems to be a disconnect i i agree with you and probably most of your listeners that a person should be free to put whatever they want in their body it's their body the place i like to make a separation is smoking it because smoke affects other people not just the person that's smoking it and like co2 from a car exhaust well, no, we're talking about nicotine and we're talking about THC. Those two drugs, when they are smoked, are affecting other people. No other group of people has the power to in- impose their will on others except smokers. Or I don't sick care. people? Pardon me? Right. Um, there's, there's a lot of examples um, that, that one can use, like, hey, um, I drive a car, I get a benefit from that, but you have to breathe in the exhaust, and you probably do the same thing to other people. Um, at the same time, there's, uh, you know, if somebody has a cold and they pass it on, so people do, uh, you know, they, they do harm others just with their sort of very existence and their, their day-to-day activities. Well, also, I mean, as far yeah. as cars are concerned, I can stay uh, off the roads, uh, although I can't, I guess I'm, I'm going to inevitably, if there's a lot of cars and a lot of pollution, that might affect me. But uh, as far as smoking is concerned, I've never once been in a room with somebody who f- stood in the, the way of the door to prevent me from leaving uh, as they lit up a cigarette. I mean, if I was uh, anti-smoke, and I don't care if somebody's smoking a cigarette in the room, it's not a big deal. I don't find it the most pleasant scent, but it's not going to send me running and screaming. Uh, but, however, I've never had a cigarette smoker refuse to, uh, you know, de- deny me exit from the area in which they were smoking. I mean, how can you say that you're, you're forced to, uh, to smell their smoke? You are because they smoke everywhere, and you can't get away from it. And if you had cardiomyopathy like I do... What are you I talking do, about? Wait, wait hey, a minute, wait a minute. I'm walking what are you, what are you... down the street. If I'm walking down the street and someone's smoking and I breathe it, my heart goes arrhythmic. I'm not interested in that kind of freedom for someone else. 
Wait a, wait a second. Uh, we currently have, like, the freedom to eat peanuts in this country, and it's no, probably I, going to go away. At some... to, you can't force me to eat your peanuts. No, but I'm telling you that there are people that will die if, the, if you eat peanuts within a certain distance from them because the little peanut bits fly through the air somehow. I mean, if you go into the restaurant. So there's the, <laughs> I understand it's bad for you, but uh, like maybe you're, in a, you're so far to the end of sort of the anomaly spectrum in this area that you need well, to take steps to protect yourself. In the yeah, same way I, that I, if I had some kind of allergy to peanuts, I had better watch out for people eating peanuts. You know, this is a specious argument you people make. I it don't understand this at make all. Make it specious. Tell me why it's specious. It's specious because we're talking about a drug, nicotine, and a drug, THC. What if people oh, smoked Viagra? Bad. What if people smoked Viagra or contraceptives? What, it's what, actually what really is good. The, what, is the, what is the relative difference between a food that might kill you and a drug that might kill you? What, tell me what the difference is there. I'm talking about an activity, eating food or smoking cigarettes, and those two, and, and that, that does, you know, I mean, they, they equate. It's, it's, it's a fine analogy. No, it isn't, because I can sit at a table with somebody getting drunk, and I won't get drunk. But if okay. they're smoking, I'm going to breathe their smoke. I don't see why Indeed. you can't understand that. I understand exactly what you're saying, and I'm telling you that if you have a severe allergy to peanuts and you sit at a table with someone eating peanuts, you will die. So therefore, it is analogous. Do you think that people shouldn't be allowed to eat peanuts? Oh, what about perfumes? Aren't people allergic to perfumes? That's Did you say oh, And all I'm saying is that in public places, smoking should not be allowed, whatever the smoke is. How about this? How about this? Instead of you trying to control everybody's property, how about in your public places that you own, you disallow smoke, and other people who want to disallow smoke in their places, and, and when I say public, I mean privately owned public places, places that well, are open you know, to the public. The, the day will come when enough people get cardiomyopathy from all this smoke that they will be in the same boat I'm in. I worked as an entertainer breathing secondhand smoke in clubs, and I never smoked, mm -hmm. and it damaged my heart. Now, you made that choice, that you, dude. Did no, you spend yes, the money you made? Right. Did you spend I, the money I you made, made entertaining people? Choice, and yes. I don't do it anymore. I got out of it. Okay, well, congratulations, and I'm sorry that you came down with that particular right. uh, malady, but your, uh, your un discomfort does not justify aggressing wholesale against uh, the rest of the population. Yeah, and let's not forget how every single one of us is going to get out of this thing called life. Hey, thanks for yeah. the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Andrew, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andrew. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Andrew. Why didn't that guy just leave if he doesn't like people smoking around him well the claim something. he was making was that the claim he was making was that if he was walking down the street and he happened to come close to someone who was smoking yeah i don't like uh, it either that would be problematic and and, and if he's got a, a serious medical condition i understand where he's coming from in which case really the best solution for him would be to stay inside and or not go to places where he knows there's a chance that he could encounter someone who is you know uh smoking or maybe has peanuts if he has one of those peanut allergies i mean if you've got the peanut allergy you you have to be really cautious about the restaurants you go to and that kind of thing because you know you could be you could have a real problem yeah yeah i agree i mean it just seems kind of silly <clears throat> that a guy would you know would impose all these problems on other people just because he can't stand to be around someone smoking a cigarette but anyway i called because the shire society thing is very exciting to me uh i really wish i was there to sign it because i'm like the guys well, a while ago I, i've only heard really violent solutions to uh what's going on right now 
and uh, that's not me. And it's just, it just seems like something I can really get behind. I think it's really exciting. Absolutely, and I, I'm glad you're excited by it. You might want to go to freestateproject.org to look into the Free State Project to get together uh, physically in the same geographic area with a lot of the very same people that put their names on the Shire Society Declaration, people declaring their independence from the coercive uh, governmental uh, society and joining the uh, peaceful voluntary society to evolve, uh, continue to evolve hum uh, mankind. Thanks for the call, Andrew. More coming up, your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature, uh, the main feature of the site actually allows you to influence some of the stuff you'll hear uh, discussed on these very airwaves by going and submitting different uh, news items that you might like or perhaps uh, videos or maybe blog posts, whatever it is you see online that you think is, uh, is interesting perhaps to our listeners. You submit it to our website, which is free, of course. Uh, everything you find on our site is free. You submit it to the site. Other listeners then see that in the submission queue, and they vote on it, whether they like or they dislike, and then the most liked uh, items will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to see them and therefore more likely to talk about them. In fact, I've got a story here since we've been talking about individual sovereignty and uh, declaring independence uh, from the coercive state here tonight. There's uh, apparently a poll about secession from Rasmussen. So we'll get into some of those details here. But we are live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. As always, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything. And we'll also be occasionally talking to people in here on our third microphone in the studio, physically here in uh, Lancaster's Rogers Campground, which is just an incredibly beautiful place to be, uh, surrounded by some amazing people. We'll continue that in moments. That's right. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right. We have, uh, have with us here a uh, special guest uh, here in the studio, another host of another uh, radio program or Internet-based uh, radio program. Rich Angel is with us here tonight. And the last time we had you on the show, Rich, I don't think you were doing NH Liberty Radio at that time. Well, actually, I've never been on the show in person. I've really? only Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure we would have had you sit in on this program at either the Liberty Forum or Pork Fest in the past. Well, I would be shocked if we had not. Well, it's not like I was drinking or anything. I, <laughs> uh, 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 I think I would remember it if I, if I had been. Well, here I you are. I've called in numerous times, Indeed. for sure. Indeed. Here you are now, and uh, you're one of the fully informed jury association activists up here. Can you explain Indeed. for our listeners that are uh, always tuning in, brand new, fresh here to, uh, every night of the show, what's fully informed jury uh, information? What is uh, jury nullification? Well, the idea of jury nullification is that we, the people, reserve the right to nullify a bad law, that is to say, vote not guilty for any reason, including our conscience. So if somebody's being tried for a victimless crime or malum prohibitum, as opposed to malense, that is to say, a crime only because it is said to be a crime by the powers that be, not because there's somebody actually being harmed or defrauded or anything of that nature then we, well, and we the people reserve the right to vote not guilty. So, for example, if somebody's caught with a weed that Big Brother doesn't approve, you, ha you reserve the right as a juror to vote not guilty. That's just one example. Other examples might be extenuating circumstances. There are certain laws like legal ages, but 
does a legal age apply equally to all people? Let's face it, not all people are equally mature. At the same age. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, just for example. Historically, this has been used, jury nullification has been used to make some pretty big changes to uh, the society. Pretty much uh, prohibition was done away with. By yeah. yeah, and uh, it helped with ending slavery as well when uh, juries would refuse to convict, even when the evidence showed that they were so-called guilty of whatever that law uh, was. Well, what you're referring to, of course, is the Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. It was a crime to harbor fugitive slaves, but... The law's law, Richard. That, yes. Law's law. It's a nation of laws. It's a nation of laws. We ain't got no man enforcing them. It's a nation of laws. Laws are running around enforcing themselves. Well, actually, it's supposed to be a nation of law, and there's a difference. What is the difference? Well, law would be what we were talking about before. The the concept that that there are certain unalienable rights that we have, and there are certain things that you just don't do to other people because they you it harms them or defrauds them. Mm -hmm. That That's what I would call the rule of law, but but what we have now are all these laws or statutes and uh, ordinances, and acts. Ordinance. Yeah, all that stuff. All that is corporate uh, mumbo-jumbo, and it's designed to control and enslave us, not to protect us. Well, it's the rules, uh, the statutes, their definition of a statute or an act or whatever, these are typically the rules of society. And a society is supposed to be a, an organization that was formed on a voluntary basis by people who consented to come in for, to, to join together in a common purpose. And, of course, we all know that the government society that uh, most people live in is in no way voluntary, even though in their founding documents it talks a good game about, well, consent of the government. Uh, well, we know that that's nonsense. Uh, I've tried to bring it up in court before, and they don't want to talk about it because clearly it's not by consent. It's by threat of violence. It's by gunpoint. It's the gun in the room that is constantly threatening us to go along with the plan to uh, to not rock the boat. And the boat has begun to rock here in New Hampshire with people refusing to uh, to obey. Uh, and I think the fully informed jury association and, and jury nullification outreach is an important part of that, even though it's fundamentally inside the system in that uh, you know we're encouraging people who are on juries to to do. To to exercise a right that they long have had and it has long been acknowledged by the system and it won't be thrown out. I mean, if a jury is nullified today, it's still as legitimate as it happening 150 years ago. It's just that the judge, the man in the robe, will not tell you about it. The prosecuting attorney will not tell you about it and they'll be very upset if somebody tries to bring it up. But this is a really powerful way to work inside the system and make it so that the people that are accused of these non-crimes, you mentioned malum prohibitum, the Latin phrase uh, for essentially a you know, crime of prohibition uh, that uh, the more 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 these things get nullified if people actually start to use that power then they'll eventually decide to give up i mean if if everybody's nullifying the drug laws and nobody's getting convicted of them then they're not going to arrest people for it anymore it's not going to go anywhere right now speaking of judges a few months ago i was at a hearing at concord the state capitol and one of the it, it was about jury a jury nullification bill that would require judges to instruct the jurors of their right to judge the law as well as the facts and controversy. And the only people speaking out against this this uh, bill, by the way, were judges and prosecuting attorneys. Basically, of course. Basically, police officers. The good old boys. Yeah, people who make a living out of so-called crimes and make a living out of controlling and enslaving people. But the one judge there... It was very interesting. He admitted right there in the room that what we were saying was true. He said, well, yeah, it is true that jurors technically have the right to 
to judge their conscience, but they really shouldn't. Yeah. Is basically, right. what he they're said. They're just. I'm sorry, you people are too stupid to rule yourselves, and we, the experts, should be ruling you. Yeah, yeah. This, this sort of Plato, uh, Platonian uh, from from Plato. Platonic, is that the term? No. Uh, Platonic so. <laughs> um, uh, thought process where we are ruled by an elite, where the, the smart guys that are best at ruling, they're the ones that get to tell the rest of us how we have to live. By the way, Rich, uh, during the break, you uh, came in here and you hadn't seen what was going on with the Shire Society. Uh, the declaration, the Shire Society declaration here with signatures all over it now, uh, you had the chance to read it, and I saw you putting your name there, so I guess that means that uh, you've joined the Shire Society. Congratulations. I guess so. Yeah. And others uh, will soon be able to do this. ShireSociety.com is where you can go. It's just a forum right now. It's going to be made into a better website down the line. But we wanted to get this rolling here at Porkfest and have people put their names down and create a new society, a voluntary society, one in which is dedicated to moving toward the directions of, uh, you know, evolution and, and peace. And, and, and peace is our means to the end of, uh, of peace instead of the idea of violence as a means to the end of peace, which is impossible. Right. Now, the first step to becoming free is to start acting free. Yes. And acting independent. That's why all the alternative currencies and markets and so on that are going on around here are so important and you know this was driven home to me there there's a story about these russian men who were escaping the soviet union by marrying finnish women and that was their ticket out of russia but what they found was that their they the relative freedom was more than they could handle hmm. many of them they couldn't handle making their own decisions about what to do for a living and how to manage their affairs, etc. And many of them got homesick and actually went home. And wow. what that demonstrates to me is that even if you were to eliminate tyranny with a stroke of the pen or magic pill or whatever, we would get it back in a heartbeat by the people, by the demand of the people, unless we become independent. Yes, because they still, in their hearts, want to be controlled. Hey, Rich Angel, thanks for coming on. Your website is nhlibertyradio.com? Exactly. Great. People can go there, get great updates on a weekly basis about what's happening here in New Hampshire. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition. This is Free Talk Live. We're here from the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Porkfest 2010. You can go to porkfest2010.com. That's pork with a C, by the way, as in porcupine. Uh, it's the mascot. It's, in case you didn't know, we haven't, haven't really explained this. Why porcupines? Mark, can you explain that? Well, porcupines are cute, cuddly, nice little creatures until you mess with them, in which case they'll stick a bunch of squills, quills in your butt. Right. Uh, so it's the mascot of the the, uh, the Free State Project, and the the Porks are here. Uh, many of them have joined us in the studio tonight. Thank you all for uh, for coming in and uh, experiencing Free Talk Live here in person. Uh, of course, we'll continue to take your phone calls. It is the live Saturday edition. Uh, that has not changed about this program. It's just that we're not in our normal studio. And by the way, in our normal studio, we have a webcam. So when we're actually there, you can watch us and listen to us and chat at the same time. In fact, a number of the people that are regularly found in our chat room are actually here physically in person, uh, which is pretty cool. So it's like having a, a, chat, a live version of the Free Talk Live chat room. And it's all free, by the way. You can go watch, listen, and chat all at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And the webcam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. 
you know, our, our lives our lives are fast-paced, and sometimes it's not very easy to get to the gym. And I don't know what it's like for you to try to diet, but I'm not very good at telling myself no. However, I did find a product. It's called Lumathin Plus, and you can find out more about it at LumathinPlus.com. It's got all kinds of sciencey stuff for, oh, you know, people who care about that kind of thing. But um, I, what I care about is it works for me, and I've been taking Lumathin Plus for... Uh, a couple of months now. I'm losing weight progressively. It's working for me, and I haven't had to change my lifestyle in any way. I don't deprive myself of anything. It's LumathinPlus.com. Plus, it doesn't give you the jitters. We are here at Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010 with over a thousand people, all of whom love liberty. They love it so much that many of them have signed up as part of the Free State Project. Some have already made the move, like Mark and myself. We've been here for a few years now. Others are preparing to move. Some, this was their first weekend here in New Hampshire. They've made the move as of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Others have come here and just kind of to check, check things out. They've heard things about New Hampshire. They've heard us talking about it on the radio, and they wanted to know, is it for real? Is what those guys, uh, are, are, are what they're saying on the air, is it really true? Is it really true that people who love freedom are, are get, actually getting together and doing something about it? It is really true. And it is really happening. And there's nothing they can do about it. You know, I understand the fear that people have. And it was like, uh, we talked to this guy earlier this hour who was, well, what if they blow you up? What if they do this and that? What if they uh, round you up into a concentration camp and etc. and all the fear mongering? And I don't blame people for feeling that way. The government... They're scary people, and they do hurt people, and they do lock people in cages, and they do exterminate uh, people in, around the world, and it's, it's awful. And I think really what needs to be said to that point, the, the point of, well, aren't you scared? Aren't you scared? Uh, I think the point is that if you believe that the U.S. federal government is so gigantic and intimidating and, uh, and violent and scary, that you believe that standing up against them and standing in favor of freedom is going to result in them dropping a firebomb on your neighborhood or something like that, then that really says something, doesn't it? Doesn't well, it, say it says that we need something like the Free State Project very, very badly. Right, but then, the, but then you know, the, the, the reco they're recoiling at it. Some people recoil at the idea. And they say, oh, my God, I don't want to get hurt. Well, wait, aren't they already hurting you? Are they already extracting a significant portion of your wealth from you every single year and using it to, to kill people and, and maim them around the world? And don't you see them as getting bigger and bigger every year? I mean, that's what they do. They certainly haven't rolled back the government. It yeah. uh, doesn't matter who you elect. They all focus on expanding government in uh, the areas they think it should be expanded. Uh, and so uh, I, what I see around this country is a police state being built. And they use various different uh, excuses for it. Uh, terrorists, drug dealers, so-called uh, illegal immigrants. There's always some boogeyman out there, the communists. You know, we need borders and, and police and IDs, national IDs and checkpoints and this and that. I don't know about you, but that's a really scary. That's what's scary to me. And that's what's happening. And I'm not scared of what might happen if a bunch of liberty-minded people get together in the same place. All right. I see from that is really a bunch of positive things occurring. Right. I'm outraged by what's occurring now, not what could occur in the future at this point. Absolutely. And why live your life in fear, based out of fear of what might occur? Why cower where you, uh, where you are and just go along to get along in the hopes that they'll leave you and your family alone, in the hopes that they won't criminalize some activity that you and your family do on a regular basis? Uh, you know, that's because that's essentially what people are doing. They're taking a crapshoot. They're, they're saying, well, you know, I, okay, yeah, I, uh, you guys are right. It, it's it's kind of scary out there. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying about the police state. Yeah, yeah, taxes are too high, but I can't stick my head above the waves. They might hurt me. Well, they might hurt you anyway. 
Look at the millions of people around this country who are aggressed against on a regular basis by the government, whether it's the war on drugs or your local zoning ordinances or whatever. Well, getting audited by the, the, the IRS, I mean, how many hours and, and, and how much stress do they suck away from you? Even if you've done nothing at all wrong, they just you know randomly pick you for an audit and you've got to come up with all your papers and you know prove to the government that you haven't committed a crime in America where you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. So, uh, so I've got something uh, for the, to kind of ties into this whole discussion uh, from RasmussenReports.com. It's featured on the front page of our website right now at FreeTalkLive.com. And it's an interesting little poll. 12%, this is the title, 12% see secession attempt as very likely in the next 25 years or so. As far as most Americans are concerned, says Rasmussen, the United States isn't going away anytime soon. Which, of course, when they say the United States, they mean the concept of the United States because the United States doesn't actually exist, as we were talking with Mark Stevens earlier uh, from MarkStevens.net. Uh, the idea of a country is just an idea. There, there, are, there is a plot of land and there are people uh, within it, but it's kind of silly to believe, and I, I think you've put it this way, Mark, in the past, that, that we here in New Hampshire have uh, more in common with the people in Southern California than we do in the people in Montreal. Well, no, more people, we, we geographically have more in common with uh, the people in Montreal. No, but I mean it, more in common in, uh, as far as our, you know, that th 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 there's some difference between uh, th us and the people in Montreal, but we're more like the people in uh, in California, and I think it's it's ludicrous. I mean, people. Well, I think people. What, what I think is ludicrous is that uh, you know people that uh, you know believe that the, the United States federal government should be large and um, you know more controlling and uh, homogenous as opposed to smaller state governments that are that are really in fact supposed to uh, you know well, the ones that are supposed to have the power. You know, you'd ask the same ones. Well, if if a bigger government's a better idea, well, why not let let's have a global government, and then everybody in India and China can tell the rest of us how to live, right? I mean, democracy is great. Let's let all those people that live there tell us everybody how to live. Democracy sucks. Uh, it is not great, and it is uh, two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. I mean, the, the democracy dinners you, yeah. Uh, dem democracy is mob rule, and that's how it, it always will be. And maybe it's better than a, a, a monarchy, but I'm not even convinced of that. Uh, the, the, best that uh, the best organization of human beings that, uh, that I think has been come up with is the free marketplace, where you don't have a group of humans aggressing against others on a, a regular basis as a violent monopoly. That's the most humane way uh, to interact on a voluntary, consensual basis with your fellow man. Anyway, let's talk about secession here and what uh, Americans by a phone sur national telephone survey think. 28% of adults actually believe it's at least somewhat likely that some states will try to leave the United States and form an independent country over the next 25 years or so. It looks to me like the United States has spent itself into insolvency. At this point, the, uh, you know, they're broke. What's, what's the point in a government that's broke? What's the point in, yeah, absolutely. What's the point in sticking with it? It's just some nationalistic fervor about our republic. Yeah, well, I, I have to admit, I like the the big the, the bald bird, and I like the uh, the colors and and much of the music that goes with it. I, I do feel sure, that just way. all the killing and stealing. Right, that's the stuff that bothers me the most. Yeah. Is um, you know what they do in my name when I you know fly that flag and I sing those songs that I do like. I, I'm not going to say I don't, but what is done in the name of those things, and I'm I'm not going to condone that. 12% say it's very likely, 22% say it's not at all likely, uh, but 28% saying it's at least somewhat likely that uh, there will be an, an attempt at secession in the next 25 years. 64% say secession attempt is unlikely, but I think it's pretty, I think it's encouraging that nearly one in three, certainly uh, one in four Americans when asked about this said, yeah, I think that's likely to happen. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cool. 
It, it, it's surprising to me. Uh, 23% of all Americans say, I think it's at least somewhat likely that the United States will split up into regional groups of states over the next quarter century or so. I don't see that being likely here in New Hampshire. I can't imagine the New Hampshireites wanting to uh, team up with Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm not or, hooking up with the Ver, Ver, Nazis over there. No. Uh, so, yeah, and then only 9% say it's very likely. Despite all the Tea Party unhappiness in the country and the increasing partisanship in the midterm election year, only 10% of adults say it would be good for the United States to split up into regional groups of states. 70% say that would be bad for the country. Well, of course it would be bad for the country, but it would be great for us. It would be great for anybody. Anybody that gets away from the United States is going to be good for them because immediately they have a tremendous level of uh, a, a dramatic wealth increase. I mean, right now people are losing a, tr a, a, a huge percentage of their income to the federal government and they'd be able to keep all of that money if they their state governments were to leave the organization and that would go a long way to creating new businesses and creating new jobs and opportunities and you know fixing your house and car and that sort of thing there's more coming up here. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to share your feelings about the idea of secession. And, of course, we already had personal secession happen here tonight with the formation of the uh, the brand-new Shire Society. Mike Barsky, one of the activists, is preparing to sign as we speak. Hour number three is on the way. You can take control. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. You can bring up absolutely anything. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there. They're completely free, uh, including uh, the ability to actually submit show prep suggestions to our site. There is a lot of stuff on the front page of freetalklive.com that I would like to talk about tonight, uh, but we take your phone calls as the primary element uh, in general, and when we're at Porkfest, it's rare that we, you know, sometimes it's even hard to get to phone calls because we have so many interesting people around here uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival to talk to that I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. So we're going to continue doing that as well. We'll get your calls in here, uh, and you're certainly welcome to make them still about anything at 800-259-9231. Uh, so let's continue, though, here. By the, by the way, we're at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. For our listeners just tuning in, uh, the Porkfest is a yearly event put on by the Free State Project, wherein hundreds, and in this case we believe there are over a thousand people here at the campground this weekend, which is a record number of folks. Uh, hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented, yes, it is great, uh, liberty-oriented people joining together to camp out. I mean, that's pretty much it. There are other things that are happening during uh, during the daytime. Uh, like today, there was the first movers panel, which is uh, a group of folks that had uh, had moved here at various different points talking about their experience in moving and, and what they thought and what it was actually like and how great it was, for instance, to uh, to have people waiting for them here. So when they bring their moving truck up, uh, as it like a family might have, a whole loaded truck of stuff, uh, they bring the moving truck up and then uh, they show up at their apartment or their, their new home that they're renting or, or they purchased, and there are 20 people waiting out front uh, in order to help them unload the truck and get their stuff in their house within minutes. I mean, it's it's so fast that if you show up a little late to one of these things, you, you it's can't unloaded. help. Uh, because, I mean, if you're if you're a half an hour late, they're almost done. They're loading the last thing out of the truck. I mean, if you've ever seen a moving truck unloaded, a full moving truck unloaded in 30 to 45 minutes, you know what I'm talking about. But it's pretty unlikely that most people have seen that because, I mean, it's you don't normally have 
a dozen to two dozen people waiting for you to arrive at uh, your new home. So it's an incredible community of people that are willing to uh, to help each other out and back each other up, not just in the you know the kind of the the routine things of moving, but also in the the world of activism. So there's that that's happened today. I guess there were some state free weddings. People deciding to uh, to tie the knot without asking for the government's permission first. That happened today. The food fight. Uh, people were, I guess, judges were going from campsite to campsite and trying out different uh, food items that the folks that were here uh, created. Larkin Rose, we had on earlier, he was speaking. There was also a, a, a debate, which was really more of like a friendly uh, discussion between the uh, the civilly disobedient uh, Rich Paul, uh, the one of the uh, the civilly disobedient folks in the 420 celebrations, uh, and uh, Matt Simon, who's one of the more inside the system activists, and it really, I think, it ended up being a pretty positive discussion. I, I was there for uh, for a part of it. I didn't get to see it, but we'll be on YouTube, so you can just uh, you know Google uh, you know, Rich Paul, Matt Simon. Yep, uh, and uh, so those are just a few of the things that happened today, and uh, it's just been an absolute blast. Looking forward already to the next one, uh, and hopefully we'll find out from one of the organizers here when that's going to happen, and we'll let you know. But in the meantime, just go to freestateproject.org to get the latest at any time on, uh, I can't read lips, Varen. On the next segment, we are going to find out. Varen Swearingen is going to talk with us, the president of the Free State Project. But right now, Darian is with us here from Thinking Liberty, a show that Mark and I, myself, just recently appeared on as, as guests. Uh, Darian Warden, uh, welcome to Free Talk Live. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you here. And I believe we've had you on in the past. Uh, so this is not your first pork fest. Right. Last year, I was on uh, during pork fest also. So um, you're giving a – there's also an, a sort of a, a competing alternate uh, pork fest going on within pork fest where it's the alternatives expo. They're, um, you know, they're doing speeches. They're telling people how to you know, make solar cars and uh, live outside the system to some extent, uh, you know, farming techniques, things like that. And you were giving a speech there. What, uh, what was yours about? Well, mine was about a history of anarchism, and I kind of looked at it both as the articulated idea, the ism – where people are trying to live uh, without authority over themselves, and also just uh, historical strivings toward this idea uh, before the idea was really defined and afterwards where uh, you have autonomous villages or whatever. Now, anarchy is a pretty scary t- a term. Everybody's told that's really bad. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, it, it's one of the, the worst words out there. Um, wh- why would you be giving a history of this? Well, I think it's uh, – well, for one thing, I am an anarchist, um, so I'm interested in the history, and I want other people to know about it. And I want to it's, – it's been such an important movement in the past, and I think um, an important idea that people really need to know where it's coming from and not look to the past for something to slavishly duplicate or to get stuck your thinking in. Um, but as inspiration or context for future activities. What do you find inspirational? What's, what's one event? or um, Inspirational, uh, well, just when you look at the incredible oppression that people face uh, versus, you know, against the fascist powers and the authoritarian communists, how people actually create an alternative to this, and they're actually you know, willing to stand up for it. I think that's very inspirational. Um, and also... Just the idea that after all these centuries where we're told over and over again that we need people ruling over us, that some people will say no, and they'll have the courage to explore this idea that people can live free uh, with only consensual arrangements. So, uh, so Darian, are you a Free State Project participant? 
Um, no, it's uh, something I've thought a lot about, and I or- urge everybody to think about Free State Project, uh, whether you're a minarchist or any kind of anarchist or libertarian or liberty-oriented person. Somebody told me last night that uh, that we should start calling them mini-statists instead of minarchists. Well, that'll help uh, strengthen the bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Now, okay, so why not? I mean, wh- what is it that's holding you back? Why, uh, why is New Hampshire not a destination for you? Um, well, I have a, a good situation where I am, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be attending graduate school. Gotcha. And I, I'd like to work around my current area. Um, I do look at, at the Free State Project and the things, especially at Porkfest, as uh, very inspirational. And what you were saying before about when somebody moves and everybody's out there to help them, um, you know, I realize that's a lot easier to do when people are geographically concentrated, which is why the Free State Project is such a great idea. But I kind of want to bring those ideas elsewhere so maybe more people will start doing this in their own communities and maybe even move up and join, uh, you know, the porcupines up here. Great. I think that would be uh, excellent. And I hope that uh, – I, I really hope that it works out with you. I was just talking with some guys from Florida here earlier today. There's a whole co- – like two carloads of uh, guys that came up from Orlando and one of them was saying, well, you know, what's it going to take to get you down to Florida? And I, what? <laughs> I said, uh, well, I, I'm sorry. I, I haven't been back since I left, and I'm just, you know, I'm just not interested in that. Uh, you know, well, we've got this event going on. Well, well, we, we waive our event fees to do uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival and the Liberty Forum. I was like, well, it's going to cost you probably a few thousand bucks to get us to leave New Hampshire uh, to go to Florida for a weekend or, or whatever, because I don't want to leave New Hampshire. It's great uh, being around like-minded people, and, uh, and those other places are full of scary folks. I mean, the government people, even the government people here aren't quite as nasty uh, as uh, some of the government people uh, elsewhere. So if you keep uh, running up against a brick wall out there, I hope you'll reconsider and, and join us here in New Hampshire. Well. We'll see how many times I can do it before I uh, get back up again and uh, turn around the other direction. Very uh, good. Hey, Darian, (laughs) thanks for coming on. ThinkingLiberty.net? Yeah, ThinkingLiberty.net is uh, my radio show. Uh, I do that with Bile, uh, Bosco, and Tennyson, who are also here at the the – Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah, and, and we just uh, added your show to uh, the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. And when I first heard it, I thought, man, these guys, you know, they've got good rapport. You sound like you've been friends with them for a while. Is that the case? Um, well, not for too long, but, uh, you know, we've we've been, you know, hanging out for a while. And uh, we, we started doing the show a little while ago. And, you know, we really hit it off for very compatible personalities. Like and and we, we, we like to do a lot of banter so yeah it sounds like good. you have fun and that's what i when i heard that i thought yeah these guys we got to put them on they're having a good time so thank you okay. uh Darian. again thinkingliberty.net for his uh, radio program appreciate it and good luck out there okay thanks and, uh, yes sir oh, oh well my website i just want to say is uh, oh. darianwarden.com is it a blog site uh, uh there's a blog um and there's just other stuff on there it's d-a-r-i-a-n-w-o-r-d-e-n And uh, there's a lot of literature on uh, libertyactivism.info. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on Free Talk Live here tonight, as always. Uh, Up next, uh, we'll take your phone calls about what you want. Uh, Varen, you're welcome to sit in with us here during this. Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project, going to join us here as we take your calls. And then we'll talk to Varen a little bit more about uh, Porkfest and uh, what's going to happen next year and what, how, how was it this year? Is it true that there are really a 1,000 people here? Uh, Varen may have those answers. He may not. We'll find out. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. This is Free Talk Live. We are here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. It's in a, such a beautiful location, Rogers Campground, right next to the uh, incredibly scenic White Mountains of New Hampshire. 
Uh, plus, there are hundreds of liberty-minded people that are all here hanging out, getting to know one another, and uh, in many cases, they're here for the second or third or fourth time, uh, continuing relationships with people that they've met before. Uh, big big names in the liberty movement are here, uh, and and everybody else is here uh, that because it's just an incredible group of folks that have come together in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes. Many of them are considering a move to New Hampshire and uh, we'll be coming here sooner rather than later. Last night on the show, uh, Baron, we had uh, Baron Swearingen, by the way, joining us here. Greetings. The president of the Free State Project. Last night, we had this room packed full of people uh, that were here to see Stefan Molyneux debate our very own Johnson. On, oh, yeah. uh, the pro was a very theological conversation. And I but, missed it. But during that, I, I asked a question that I heard asked yesterday in front of a larger group of people. And that was, how many of you are here for the first time Right it, here in New Hampshire, here at, uh, at Rogers Campground? And... I swear to you, over 60% of the room raised their hands. Yeah, I think Am I exaggerating, I, I, I think at the opener it was like that. I think it was more than 60%. It seemed like more. I, I'm being very conservative, even saying 60%. And so I, I, I continued. I said, well, okay, well, how many of you have, uh, have made new friends this weekend? And a whole bunch of hands went up, which is great. Because, you know, the one thing that, uh, that I would be concerned about with an event like this is that it's, it's so big that how do people meet each other, you know, if they don't know already somebody, if they're coming here without ever having posted on, like, the Free State Project forums or the Free Keen forums or the NH Free forums and not built any kind of in advanced relationship uh, how difficult is that for them? Apparently, people are making it work. Oh, yeah. I've, I've made new friends. Yeah. So uh, so then I asked the question, well, uh, how many of you guys are going to come back next year? And a bunch of hands went up. And how many of you are going to bring a friend next year with you? And a bunch of hands went up. So, I mean, the growth just continues here uh, as we continue with your phone calls uh, live from Porkfest 2010. Let's talk to Andy first, listening to WRNN in Myrtle Beach. Andy Hello, Andy. Andy's gone. Let's try Buddy in Charleston. South Carolina. Hello, buddy. Hey, buddy, what's Hi. on your mind? Yeah, you're on the air. Okay. Hello. You were talking about uh, the states separating. I think what we got is we're going to end up in a civil war more than anything else. People are sick of the federal government, especially here in Charleston. Well, I, uh, I definitely understand why somebody would think that, because such things have happened in the past, and violence, has, uh, violence is certainly the nature of the state, and when presented with violence, humans tend to, re uh, to react, uh, many, in many cases, in a violent manner, uh, fight or flight, so to speak. And uh, I, think that, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's the only choice, however. I think that uh, war is not necessary to achieve peace. In fact, it's impossible to achieve peace through, uh, through violence. And so if we want to see change in this country, we have to approach it through, through, through peaceful means. Oh, I agree with you. But okay. um, like they say here, there's only, there's only two, two kind of people now. There's not black and white. There's us, and then there's them. Mm -hmm. well, where we are, I mean, it is really bad in Charleston, South Carolina, the way the police treat people. You can't even hardly walk down the street without them stopping and wanting to question you. Um, it's bad down here. So, oh, I know. I know. I, I... Who... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I know. I mean, I come from the South. I was born and raised down there, and I know how intimidating the police can be. Uh, I, I, I totally understand and empathize with uh, from where you're coming. Yes, sir. Do you want to have I any other uh, thoughts that you that want to share? I would love to go to Arizona. Well, I'd love to go. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I agree with the, the law. I think that's the right thing for them to do. And sooner or later, what, what law? Wait, wait, wait. There's a bunch of laws. Uh, what, what law are you talking about? The immigration law. Oh, so you want a police state? 
Well, not really, but I, I do I do not want to well, volunteer. I, mean, well, yeah, just... I heard this last week. This is one of your comments last week. You know, I'm a contractor. I go out and bid $7 a foot on the house, and I have a group of people who are illegal come behind me and bid $4 a foot on the house because well, there's you know, aside from I understand a lot of the people that are against a lot of the people that are against immigration and freedom are are in favor of protectionism. I think it's a shame in a country that you know uh, once at one time I thought you know kind of people here prided themselves on co competition and and uh, in the free marketplace and but, providing a better service. But Mark, you had a question for uh, well, buddy. Uh, buddy, you said the problem with uh, South Carolina was that the cops would stop you every 15 feet or whatever. But what do you think it's going to be like in Arizona, where the cops want to find out where everybody's from? I mean, well, isn't that the I same problem? That, that I will be expecting that there. I don't expect well, that here in South Oh, he knows it's, it's going to happen <laughs> it's, there. It's so an it's issue okay. of expectation, then. <laughs> you know, I don't expect. I'm out like uh, I'm riding my bicycle the other day. I have a patrol. I stop at the stop sign like I'm supposed to. I make a turn, give a hand signal like I'm supposed to. I have a patrolman ride by, do a U-turn on me. I go into a store. Now, he rides up and down the street seven or eight times waiting on me to come back out of the store is to ask me for my ID. Did you, um, well, there you go. And did you have your birth certificate on you? Because that might not, your ID might not be good enough to prove your uh, citizenship, but in Arizona, you're going to have to prove your citizenship. Yeah, you're right about that, but but I will be expecting that there. I don't expect that in yeah. South Carolina. So I don't want to, as long as you're, buddy. let me make sure I understand you here, buddy. As long as you expect to be identified, uh, to, to have your ID demanded of you everywhere you go, as long as you expect to have uh, checkpoints, as long as you expect to have random house searches, as long as you expect to oh, have no. all of these, these things, you're okay with that as long as you know what's coming. Okay, no, first of all, that random house search, I don't agree with there might be Mexicans in that house, buddy, and they're going to work on construction sites. Yeah, I know it, and they're killing us. Well, they're not killing you. They're competing with you. and Okay, they're not killing me. They're slowly but surely putting me out of business. Last year, I had 27 people working for me. This year, I've got eight. Hire some illegals. Yep. Hire some Mexicans, my man, and uh, get out there and compete I in the marketplace. Illegals, right? What's that now? And have them call in and report me for not paying a, a fair wage because they're illegal. The the, the illegals, the so-called illegals, are going to report you to the government? Seems yeah, pretty unlikely. That. No, that's news to me. Yeah, heard about this thing where they're supposed to call in and get if they're, if they're not getting paid a fair wage, they can call this number. It's been on the radio for the last week. Why would people who are scared to death of the government that they might find them and deport them call the government? I I don't know. Why would, who, why would people who Why would people who are legal or illegal and you're not being paid a fair wage call this one eight hundred number? Because well, you know what, buddy? It, it might be a trap. <laughs> it might very well be the INS trying to get illegal people to call them. Yeah, that's okay, part, that's true, and I, I hate hearing the term illegal. By the way, it, it seems so ludicrous. Okay, uh, uh, what what should I say? Um, how about people without, uh, like, trying to live free? I'm an Italian, so I'm a wop. That's how we came in the country without yeah, papers. I, so I'm right a wop, on. Okay. 
That's, I, th I think it's heroic to come here without begging government bureaucrats for permission. I think more people should try to live their lives without asking some bureaucrat for permission to do things. And, uh, and I hope that you have, uh, thank you, buddy, uh, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Let us know how it works out there in Arizona with uh, the police state that uh, he's against in South Carolina because he wasn't expecting it, but he's expecting it in Arizona, and so it's all a-okay. Wow. Is that confusing? Almost you? all. Well, the, the without papers part was very confusing. Seem a little bizarre, uh, inconsistent. Well, anyway, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. And we continue with the live Saturday edition here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Aaron Swearingen here with us, uh, the president of the Free State Project. Learn more about them at freestateproject.org. More Free Talk Live coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We're live from the 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire, right next to the beautiful White Mountains. It is an incredible view where we are, although it's dark now, but in the morning it will uh, return uh, as an incredible view of the, uh, the White Mountains here. But the people are the real reason to be at Porkfest. The Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010 happens on a yearly basis. Uh, this is, our, I believe, our fourth one that we've been broadcasting live uh, from, and it's always a lot of fun. And it's been especially exciting and uh, interesting to watch the festival grow over the years uh, that we've been attending. And it just keeps getting bigger and better. And we're going to talk to Varen Swearingen about that here in a moment. Perhaps you may own or know someone who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous tasks of collecting on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies in the vexing tasks of collections. SACL CAI, they collect with respect. See their banner at freetalklive.com. And uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, manning the liquor table in the back. If you haven't seen us, thank you to Jason. Thanks be to Jason. Uh, so let's continue here with the calls. Baron sitting in our third mic. Certainly welcome to, uh, to chime in into the discussion here as we talk to Andy listening. Uh, he's back with us. Uh, dropped off earlier. Andy, you're back listening on WRNN. Uh, go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, it's a session. It's a session. Uh, yes. You know, I, uh... I mean, you know, I don't live down in the Gulf, but uh, I can I, I can really, really sympathize with those people down there with all the mess and the federal government. Uh, it's just a big mess that they've. Uh, it seems like they've caused more mess than what the, what the mess really is. And I can, I seems can like really they always sympathize. do that. <laughs> oh yeah, and I can sympathize. I, I'm thinking, you know, if if, if I live down there, I, I would definitely be uh, for secession right now with Louisiana and. You mean you're not for Alabama. secession yet? Of course I am. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm saying I don't live there, so I don't know what those people are. You know what those people are thinking. But uh, so, question, question for you: What are, what are people thinking? You live in Myrtle Beach. Uh, what what are people thinking out that way? I mean, are, do you talk to people, your friends, your family members, your coworkers oh, yeah. about secession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, this this is uh, there's a lot of you know there's a, it seems like there's a lot of just. Uh, Simple things that could be done down there uh, in the Gulf right now. I mean, I know, I know that. I, mean, I, I hate big oil, but uh, you know, it's with us for a while. You know, it's going to be here for a while, and, uh, and it looks like right now, maybe, maybe the states can handle like uh, Governor Jindal. He's had, uh, he's had so many good ideas, and it seems like he just gets blocked and blocked and blocked by the federal government there uh, to get something done. Uh, 
Yeah, the federal government is uh, – and I understand there's some people out there that support the idea of the small government, and I used to be one of those people, uh, but I don't see why anyone would support the idea of a federal government. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's crazy. Not anymore it does. It, it does, and I don't – I don't think it right. I, I think that there was a time in the past, where, you know, when people got around on horses and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, the, the union made more sense. But uh, I just I, I think it's it's I an old it's, idea. And as time has come true. to put it to bed. Indeed. Really? Any other I, thoughts? I think Andy? The private sector could jump in right now down there and do a heck of a whole lot more. Uh, what's been going on because they've got so many volunteers and so many and and they're keeping them back from 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 working, uh, from doing things. Uh, you know, even this more because they haven't thing. filled out the right forms or something like that, right? They haven't jumped through the the hoops. Exactly, you know, it's like the thing where they stopped the the barges there from uh, doing anything because they didn't have any life jackets. Well, my God, just go somewhere and get some life jackets and throw them back on the uh, on the barge for them and let them keep working. You yeah, know, as I mean, much oil as there is out there, they'll probably float anyway. What do, what do you need it for? Yeah, the, I mean, the bureaucracy. Yeah. yeah, the the bureaucracy has always been maddening, and uh, it's, it's almost like a mirror in some ways of what happened after Hurricane Katrina, which is one of the more recent examples of the federal government coming in and trying to save the day, uh, when in fact, as a result of their actions, people starved, uh, people were uh, were dying of thirst, and uh, and were dying of drowning uh, because they were just too busy with their their forms and their procedures to really actually do anything uh, that that was right, and they're blocking the people, as you were saying, the volunteers and you know, Walmart and other p- companies that wanted to come in there and uh, and make a difference. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Andy. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Tom listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Hello, Tom. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Varen Swearingen. Hey, how's your weather there? Hey, Tom. It's beautiful. It's the summertime in New Hampshire. Oh, man, I'm from Chicago originally. I can't wait to get out of Florida, but I'm here for a purpose. <laughs> But it's horrible. You know, in three months here of 90 to 100 in humidity, it's terrible. So go ahead with your thoughts. What's on your mind? I listen a lot of talk radio, and um, I hear these Tea Party things growing across the country, and then I hear what you're doing, and all that's fine. You know, um, there's similar uh, language on both sides. Uh, they banter around the same word liberty a lot. Um, is there a little difference? Varen, I'd like you to field that one. Or a big one. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Varen? Well, you know, um, it seems that the tea, and actually I like where the Tea Party movement got dist- got started, but I think they've gotten distracted along the way and maybe a little bit co-opted uh, by the formerly neocon, right? And uh, Oh, they're still neocons. They're just lying about it. Yeah, but um, some of the, well, some of the, I think some of the grassroots people in the Tea oh, Party indeed, movement indeed. are still very libertarian. They understand the idea of rights, and uh, that really is more our style. Some of the rest of them like the war thing, and they, they like some of the big government. They just want to pick and choose their big government. It's a different version. Yeah, the people that, that are at the Tea Parties, from my experience, and I've been to them uh, yeah. up here, uh, many of the people at the Tea Parties are only in favor of liberty for them, and they mean liberty from the other party's rule, uh, that uh, they want to have their men in charge and their men deciding how people should live okay. and, uh, and that sort of thing. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, I like the word liberty, though, either way, you know. 
Me too, but liberty means, uh, to, to me, what liberty means is to uh, the ability to live your life how you want so long as you don't harm others, uh, to get away from this uh, concept of a violent monopoly that we know of as the government. And many of the people, the Tea Parties, aren't really quite uh, to that point. I don't know how many of them are closer to our viewpoint uh, than, uh, than not. I, I'm not sure about that. I think we are all at one point not on our viewpoint. At, yeah. at one point, many of us sitting here behind these microphones would have described ourselves as uh, you know similar to, to some of the Tea Partiers and that sort of thing. So, well, I think... At, you're, I think you're on the right path, and I think I could see some tremendous success in the near future with you guys. It looks you're like to right. me that the right side has three parties now, the old white men in Washington, and then you got your conservative white, uh, or conservative, I guess they're mostly white, yeah, talk radio guys like uh, Loudmouth Levin and all those guys. But oh, um, you, you got your third party, the Tea Party. So if it's broken in three when the egos start colliding, it should be a cluster thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Hey, thank you so much for the call tonight. And check out the Free State Project when you get a chance at freestateproject.org. The president of said project is here with us, Varen Swearingen. Hey, hey. Uh, welcome back, as always, to thank Free you. Talk Live. Always Thanks nice for having to me back. I appreciate well, it. Right, and you're one of the earliest movers, aside from being the president. You've been in New Hampshire for a little while. I have. Um, uh Let's see, November, October, November, something like that, 2004. That's a while ago now, and yeah. you've obviously seen the growth here. I mean, what, what are I you have. seeing? I mean, you, you've, you've been able to, to watch as people have arrived here and gotten active. Uh, I mean, I know for me that it's, it's a night and day difference today oh, yeah. Yeah. between three years ago when, when in Keene, New Hampshire, which is where uh, you and I actually both live. They both live, yeah. uh, In Keene, there in 2006 when I got here, you were here. Yeah. Uh, Russell and Kat Canning were here. Right. A couple other folks were here but that was about it that was about it and uh, now and all from different kind of age ranges and demographics now yeah. we've got justin keen on a weekly basis people go out to karaoke and they do they do these social events with one another aside yeah. from the activism as right, well right. but we've got between the ages of 20 and 35 just that demo uh we've got a tremendous amount of people i mean oh, literally yeah. a, a couple dozen people getting together on a regular basis. The social scene has completely changed in just three years. Yeah, where I came from, you know, you knew all the other libertarians because we were pretty rare. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know everybody in Keene, never yeah. mind the whole state of New Hampshire. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know all the, all the free staters who live in Keene. There's a bunch of them I don't actually, I've never met, believe it or not. So you've also seen a lot of the, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festivals. What an incredible growth uh, oh, yeah. curve, huh? Same kind of deal. And this one, I think, probably busts, certainly numerically and percentage-wise, the growth, growth curve. It's insane. Let's come back and talk a little bit more about Porcupine Absolutely. Freedom Festival. That's the reason we are here uh, this weekend in Lancaster at Rogers Campground. We'll try to sneak one of your calls in here at 800-259-9231 as well. Uh, this is the live edition of Free Talk Live, only live for a few more moments. The remaining one segment remains here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 20. 2010. This is Free Talk Live. In these remaining moments, we may have enough time for your phone call if you're already on the lines. If not, I'm not giving them out because uh, <laughs> the phones are loaded and we still have to talk to Baron Swearingen from the Free State Project. But first, well, uh, talk radio is is just full of ads for gold coins. And Republicans don't know about gold. Libertarians know about gold. So go to gold.freetalklive.com and you will find, instead of the dizzying array of choices you have out there, some coins that I have picked out particularly for their gold and, and silver content. That way you can get in your hands precious metals that you can use you know, as a hedge against inflation, an investment, barter currency, what have you, whatever reason you want to get gold or silver. The place to get it is gold.freetalklive.com. Before you buy any place else, 
check price check at gold.freetalklive.com. We're confident we have the uh, best prices. So we are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Porkfest 2010. Porkfest2010.com is the website to go learn more about this particular event. But there's going to be a Porkfest 2011. There is. And Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project, is here to tell us about how successful this year has been compared to years prior and what's coming next. Well, if I said insane or really, really cool, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that good with adjectives, but it is uh, another quantum leap from last year. Really? I'm, yeah, I've had a great year. And attendance-wise, off the chart, the number I've been given out is 800. And 800 uh, attendees. Th- yeah, that might be that might be on the conservative side. I've heard a thousand from the office. Yeah, so well, that could include other people in the park that aren't How here. How many for this others? Now, I th- you know their estimate maybe maybe in the ballpark. I talked with them earlier a little bit about so that. So at, at minimum, then you would say 800 people. Uh, here. I think that's a that's a conservative. I like to be conservative. And compared to last year, which was what six ish, six ish. Yeah. So yeah. that's a that's a 30 yeah. percent increase. Yeah, yeah. I wow. got to give a shout out to Sovereign Curtis. Yeah, because and that's Carla. incredible and Carla, marketing. Carla and Sovereign. Uh, of course, I got to give that sh- a shout out to Carla for organizing. Her skills are just mad. But uh, Curtis, as far as recruiting, wow. Yeah, it's it's been just a uh, an amazing event from from beginning to end. I'm so glad we came up a night early. We were originally going to do Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We did yeah. Wednesday through Saturday, and uh, it was great because it really you know we got settled in on Wednesday instead, and I was all relaxed by Thursday, yeah. even though I still had a little bit of work to take care of. So, so since we had all that success, um, we don't want to ruin it, so we're going to cancel uh, pork fest. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry, everybody, it's that over. Bad news. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what is happening next year? When's uh, you've got the dates already ironed out? Yeah, and and this is actually the first public announcement of this. So Ooh, we uh, get an exclusive. Welcome to the exclusive June twenty third to twenty sixth, twenty eleven, at right. Rogers Campground. So essentially the same time, uh, the same time frame. Same bat time, same bat channel. The twenty uh, third through the twenty sixth. Now, as we've been saying all week, that's the official time. It's a Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. People like to show up early. People showing up Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, uh, I was Wednesday. Here Monday. Yeah, you were here Monday. What what is it like on Monday compared? You know, is it pretty it's, slow? It's comparison? great. It's slower. Uh, but you know what? It was funny. I looked out Monday. I, I showed up and I saw somebody put a tent on an RV site about eight rows in. And mm-hmm. I and I looked over there and I thought, what in the world are they doing over there? And then I realized they have sold sites all the way back there. Yeah. That's when it hit me how big this year's pork fest was going to be. It was right. just crazy, gigantic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the campsites put were bunk beds in the in the tents shortly. They're going to have to. It's it's been a ma- an amazing time, and uh, and Varen, I'm so glad that uh, that you've come on to to talk with us about this. What other things should should we be excited about with the Free State Project right now? What's uh, what's going on? Oh man, there's a lot of stuff. We're actually working on a on a uh, looks like a magazine brochure kind of thing, long full color for those that actually want to touch and and see something pretty and all of that. Without coming here. Without coming yeah. here, yeah. So then then you'll realize you really have to come here. And uh, visit, but uh, probably f- late summer, early fall, I'm going to say. We should have that ready. Uh, we'll be at Freedom Fest presenting uh, next two weekends from now, I believe, in Las Vegas. Uh, Faith and Liberty Conference. There's Liberty t- uh, Libertopia, I think, in October we should have somebody at. So there's a lot of events coming up. We'll be there. That's great. Yeah, advertising uh, online and so on and so forth. Because we want you to be here as absolutely. soon as possible. Yeah, we're getting the word out, and and it's having results. The bottom line is people are showing up. And, of course, Mark's calling everybody on the phone. And they're getting excited <laughs> as well. And because it is exciting to be here with these like-minded, liberty-oriented people and getting active in, as I mentioned earlier, ways that are, have heretofore been impossible for this oh, movement yeah. to oh, yeah. achieve. 
achieved. There are political success stories now. It's wonderful. There are civil disobedience success stories. I think both models have been proven at this point, yeah. uh, proven successes. There are, there are media success stories, case in that point. That, too, as well. Uh, and, and, Varen, thank, and thank you so you. much for sitting in here on the program tonight. Varen Swearingen Thanks, from Ian. the Free State Project. As we wrap out with your phone calls here tonight, live from Porkfest 2010. Uh, by the way, the dates for Porkfest 2011, again, June 23rd through the 26th. Mark your calendar, but go beyond that. Go to, uh, to porkfest.com. You can go to... Uh, how about freestateproject.org slash festival. That'll have next year's as soon as it's available. I think porkfest.com forwards to that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it might, yeah. Uh, porkfest with a C, porkfest.com. Go there, get the details for Rogers. Pick up the phone, give them a call. Go to their website, take a look at the campground map, pick a site, and get your site registered, because <laughs> the campsite sold out this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, the RV sites didn't quite all sell out, but they yeah. essentially were, were selling RV sites as campsites, as you were mentioning. Yeah, so. and they sold about uh, half, uh, maybe a little more than half of those next So we year. can handle more people. This site, uh, this site can uh, handle Some more people. more people. If we start getting more than about 1,200 people here, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to oh, explode. Boy. We'll have to figure something Bunk out. beds in the tents. It's a growing pain. Country's good down. thing to have, right? Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. go to the phones and the fun. Dave is in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, yo. Hey, uh, I just wanted to... Hey, Dave, you got another good to hear you people, man. I wish I was there... And uh, I'm going to try next year. Awesome. And, uh, Please. I just want to say, got another pork fest under the belt and many more to come, man. And, and I'm glad to talk to you guys there on the last day. Right on, brother. What's on your mind yep. tonight? When, Dave, when you do come here, don't carry uh, on, on the way here. Some, there'll be plenty for you when you get here. Well, all right. Yeah, they look in the shoes now. That's why they do that, you know. Yeah. That's, they <laughs> just want to look weed. in everybody's shoes. Everybody puts the joints in the <laughs> shoes and in the belts. You know, they're looking for the little joint. That's you know, just as an doing. aside, since we're talking about it, uh, one of the things I really love about this group of people here, these activists, is, is as more join, more become brazen and, and emboldened by the support that they get from their peers. Uh, so uh, so last year, there was cannabis smoking going on here uh, at the at Pork Fest, but it was a little more undercover, like people doing it at their campsites, that kind of thing. Just now it's just right out in the... It's just, just right out in the open now, though, Dave. I mean, like on the main drag in the campsite, we had the 420 a couple days ago with like 35 people sitting alongside of the road, just enjoying th themselves, enjoying the afternoon. Uh, people walking around uh, with a, you know a, a lit joint, that kind of thing. And it's just it's 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 out in the open, and it's not a problem. In fact, the cops tried to roll through here a few times the other day, and it's my understanding the owner of the park drove down to the police station and said, "Do not come back to my park this weekend." And uh, yeah. Unless there's actually some sort of violent incident in which they might be needed. Uh, but uh, don't just roll through our park. We don't want you here. I, I, I talked to him about that uh, briefly, and I got to thinking, you know, well, if it was really that bad, would he call the police? What would they do anyways yeah. <laughs> against, you know, we, we've got plenty of people here. Joint. Yeah, we can handle it. Yeah. Anyway, Dave, go ahead. Hey, I just want, like I say, I just wanted to say hello and goodbye, you know, to the pork fest again. And uh, just imagine if all 40,000 pot smokers smoked for one week straight out in the open. I think they'd figure out they can't stop it, you know? No, they certainly can. not That's why they haven't stopped it in, uh, in Keene. And thank you, Dave, for the call tonight. Always appreciate hearing from you and look forward to seeing you at Porkfest 2011. Let's talk to Didi, ladies first here. Uh, Didi in uh, Charleston, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WSCFM. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hi, Didi, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to say that we, my husband has a niece that lives in Rhode Island. I kind of never really figured out why she'd live up north like that. But listening to you, and I love you guys, I kind of figured it out now. How's that? And I also want to say 
that Bubba, <laughs> and I guess there's a lot of Bubbas in Charleston, we're not all Bubbas. If he's riding his bike and the cops are circling him, it could be because he's kind of like going off the sidewalk or into the road <laughs> to get his 18-pack on his way home. So, you know, that, I just needed to say that. Well, hey, by the way, Dee, if you're going to come up to New England, uh, you don't want to go to Rhode Island. It's one of the most corrupt places. In fact, it's an interesting little side note. The Free State Project, when it was begun, there were 10 candidate states, 10 states that were chosen basically due to population because they had less than 1.5 million people living in their political geographic boundaries at the time. And of those 10 states, Rhode Island was not one, even though Rhode Island had fewer than uh, 1.5 million people. Uh, Varen is still here. Why was that, Varen? Yeah, Rhode Island and Hawaii, those were the two that, that uh, the early organizers said, you know what, this is a lost cause. Oh, yeah, so Rhode bad. Island, not so freedom-oriented. If you're going to make the move to New England, there's only one destination if you love freedom, and that's here to New Hampshire. New Hampshire, I'm sorry, I said Rhode Island. New Hampshire is where my husband's niece is from. Ah, I don't excellent. want to sound like a bubba, but we got <laughs> married on 420 at 420. How's that? Fantastic. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing you up here. Visit freestateproject.org to learn more. And thank we you, Dee, for you the guys. call tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, let's talk briefly uh, to uh, the Mike in Tallahassee. You've got the last 10 seconds. Hello? Mike, go quick. you got 10 seconds. Oh, hey, I just wanted to mention, I was listening earlier, and the gentleman was mentioning about uh, illegal immigrants calling in the phone number for fair wages. Sure enough, go, go. I've yep. heard it all over the Internet. Tells us the lease is the... Uh, uh, Secretary of Labor. You know what you'll have to do? You'll have to call it. us Monday to tell us more about it if you'd like to. We'll be on, as usual, from 7 to 10 Eastern Time. Actually, you can call our Sunday show. They're live tomorrow night, the Internet-only edition of the program, live at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday night. This has been Free Talk Live, live from Porkfest 2010.